Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. As you know, welcome to the Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film. Related. Related. Do my intro. <laughs> Uh, yo, it's a rain, real name, no gains, no gimmicks, something else, stupid. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, I got it pretty much on point. You fucked mine up. Uh, yeah. No, where did I fuck it up? Uh, it's the Fade Podcast and One Stop Shop for everything TV, you don't feel related, along with any of the goddamn thing we want to talk about, coming to you live, direct. Uh, proof of Concept Studios. Damn, yeah, you <laughs> fuck all that up. You're right, you're right. Hey, listen, listen. But we're not here to talk about that, okay? We're giving the listeners uh, a little bit something different tonight. Yeah. Um, I tried, though. You got to give You did. You, I, I applaud you. I applaud you for your effort. I do. That was... That was fuck, uh, I do Because even, even I forget it 65% yeah, of the time. I forgot half of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, and I'm over here like... I told Addy, like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock this out the park. Wait, just wait. That's why when, when we started, you were like, yo, what are you uh, doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was like... Yeah. Because I because I thought the mics were muted, so I was yeah. like, "You save it for." Because I, I was like with you, but I was like, "Wait till the mics were." I didn't know Addy unmuted the mics. Yeah, yeah, I thought Addy gave me a sign, but I forgot half of it anyway. Either way, here we are. Here we are, man. Hey, cheers, man. Toast. Another yeah, week, yes. another podcast, my dude. Salud. Yeah, salud. Um, look, man, we, we we have no time to waste tonight. All right. Usually we get into pleasantries and shit. Uh, I'm going to jump into sh- some shit that I really want to talk about. Okay. Do it. Uh, accidents. I want to mm. talk about. Accidents. I know, you know, uh, we were chopping it up before the podcast about some things and you know, different swapping stories and stuff. Look, today, uh, you know, I've been trying to get healthy, you know, trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to keep myself in certain shape. You, you know, once you cross that 30 border, it's like, yo, you can't play no more games. What are you okay? cutting out? Uh, I, I'm beginning to cut out um, uh, bread. Mm, uh, yep. I'm going to cut bread out of my diet. Uh, and, so, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not great you know but I'm, I'm trying um also i'm trying to make sure that i make my food right uh instead of stop ordering, ordering out ordering yeah out. save a lot of money that way too you do save a lot of money a little healthier uh on average are you tracking um, like your calorie intake and all that stuff not really but not in the sense of like literally tracking it but just being mindful being mindful like yeah. how okay like do i really need that that bag of chips yeah tracking your calories is the next stage because mindfulness yeah. you you're surprised at how much you don't know about food once For you start sure. to track your once calories you look at, yeah, no, yeah. it's scary once, once you first get aware of like holy shit like trying to at least be somewhat mindful of what you're doing yeah you'll start like so for instance like cereal right i just thought like okay like as long as i'm not eating like cinnamon toast crunch or whatever i'm good like pretty much all cereal yeah. is just like 800 calories <laughs> to start your morning or, or like anything that says added sugar it's mm. just like yeah you or, 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 you, or you do something simple like yo i'm just gonna you know some pasta mm-hmm. add some like tomato sauce you know mm-hmm. maybe i'll add meat maybe not yeah, right uh, the, the other 1500 night, calories it's like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> the other night i made a uh, potato curry uh and delicious but mm-hmm. i was also like this is oh hell, yeah yeah hell, a hell, lot hell, of starch hell, yeah hell, with the potatoes absolutely. um but look uh going back to the gym trying to trying to maintain uh stay in shape you know things like this once you pass that 30 border it's kind of like oh shit you know like i gotta i gotta make sure all the t's are crossed <laughs> all the i's are dotted because if you slip up that could stay with you for a while and it's yeah. hard to get off that <laughs> that that wagon um when you're on next it. thing you're wearing khaki pants and you're tucking in everything that oh, you for wear sure you're wearing oh, new God. balances Yo. yeah 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 for shit. sure yeah yeah look you know there there are people who like vigorously fight against that i embrace it 
What? New Balance? Well, no, no, no. Like getting older and just <laughs> becoming like, that's what you're getting at. Like a dad, like the dad situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I embrace it because it's, it's just like your 20s were one phase of your life. 30s are another. You're different vibe. Different, different game. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the dad phase, but like you could be like the khaki pants, yeah, shirt tucked stylish, in dad, or you, or you could be the dad, dad that like when you with drop your kid off at school, all the They're moms like, are like, "I will cheat on my husband <laughs> right now. I'm ready for a divorce. I want to be that dad. Yeah, right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be that dad. Um, but anyways, I'm at the gym. You know, and I'm. I, for, uh, it's the first time where I looked at myself in the mirror at the gym, and I was like. I'm making a little progress here. There's little things being done here, you know? Because uh, usually it's that first like month that you go to the gym where you're like, I see nothing. This is useless. I don't fucking want to go anymore. Yeah, I, I remember that when I was in like the uh, ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> you can't admit anything. Can you? So you've gone to the gym steadily every week. Uh, I've been four or five days a year years. since like ninth grade. Yeah, like the gym for me, it's, um, it is like literally a part of my life. Like uh, okay. it's for me, it's, if I don't go to the gym, if I miss three days, yeah. I feel completely unbalanced. You know what? Uh, usually I can call you on some bullshit, but I'm not going to lie. Because you, you, every time we fucking get on a, call, a conference call for the- I'm usually at the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a pass on that. But anyways, I'm at the gym, you know, getting it in, doing curls nonetheless. Just fucking ordinary curls with a, with a you know, uh, a curl bar. Here, not a crack, but a snap. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, I, I don't know what's going on. This is the first time this has literally ever happened to me uh, while working out or doing anything, you know? And so I just, everything just shuts down. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you like feel weak? Do you drop the weight? Uh, I do you feel the pain? Weight, but not out of weakness, out of just, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I'm going to drop the shit that I'm doing and I'm just going to sit here for a second, feel things out. Yeah. Um, so I had, an, uh, I had an injury last year uh, that just literally like, the first day I felt like a little twinge and then the next day it got worse. The next day after that got worse until the point where I just couldn't really move. Like we were supposed to go out one night to go meet up with some old friends and I was just like, I can't. I yeah, can't, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't go. Uh, so as soon as it happened, that's what it kind of felt like. It, it felt like that kind of thing. But it was just so fucking scary because I, I've never heard like, a, like it felt like a snap. Like I just lifted the bar mm -hmm. and just something just where was the injury in your elbow your shoulder no, no, my spine, your like, spine? It, it felt Ooh, like my spine. yeah shit. so that's why i'm like i had to just drop the weight because i was like i don't know what the fuck's going on here yeah still hurts now but you know i'm thugging it out it's cool you know yeah. moving around freely um but i that's when you got to be start to be more conscious of your form like in mm -hmm. all things like and you but, you, but you're, you're lifting the uh the curlbar right so i wasn't it wasn't as if um did you lift the curlbar off the floor or off the rack no no no, no. i i was it mid set Mm. when this happened so it wasn't as if i was like i lifted with my back or something like that yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what fucked me up or no nothing like that i lifted like you probably should you know with your knees you know yeah that's a um, scary thing when you when you do it when you feel like you do everything right and but then all of a sudden you still get an injury yeah um so what is, what, the, what the fuck are you laughing about over there what's happening what's what's wrong over there uh, it's, Addy. it's just funny to me because uh why is it why is this funny yeah. why is my injuries funny to you you're you're just it's it's like it's like a listening to a rookie in the NFL 
try to explain rookie in the you know something to a um, to a veteran you know? <laughs> are you talking about injuries is yeah, that, just is injuries that, in general because okay. you know jesus christ i was like jesus so I've, I've had a couple of injuries you know in my in my day well okay yeah. welcome to the pros <laughs> yeah. take some ibuprofen can i can i go over my illnesses with you guys is it can i do that without being chastised here yeah jesus. dude just start doping like all of us you know <laughs> yeah I need, I need to get my uh the, i need to do the blood transfusion to yeah <laughs> I, I use the guy that lance used <laughs> But anyways, man, uh, so it just it just hit me a, a little way, um, you know, uh, at the gym uh, earlier today that not invincible, dude. Injuries yeah, fucking yeah. can happen randomly. You could just be walking in and boom, just. Dude, and depending on your like health insurance coverage, like they can be really scary mm-hmm. or like, you know, like yeah, all injuries are scary. Right. But yeah. like depending on your coverage, yeah. it can be very scary. You're yeah, like, we're, we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> my employment status changed uh, uh, last year, you know, so yeah. uh, let's just stay away from that topic. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> when, listen, I've been in that in-between phase many times, right? Yeah. When you're in that in-between phase and anything happens, you're like, yo, is this a zit? Is this a pimple? What the fuck? Is this an ingrown hair? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> I need yeah. to go to the doctors right now. Or like, if yeah. you get up and like you just feel weird, you're just like, fuck, this, I hope this isn't cancer. Yeah. The simplest things. But when you have that coverage and you know you got it, you're like, I'm not even worried about yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, go, go, go. I'll just... Yeah, snap it back in. You hit my <laughs> like, bus. You're just like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. You're like, it's dislocated. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, pop it back into place. I got. I'm covered. Uh, yeah, but but you know, it is interesting when you do have health coverage. You definitely like. At least I didn't. And I shouldn't say you. I didn't take adva- as much advantage of it as I probably should have. I would go for my yearly yearly checkup, but I wouldn't like go out of my way to like go to the doctor for yeah 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 when you definitely should like you have the fucking coverage just use it you know yeah listen we're gonna change that shit now weekly visits (laughs) weekly doctor's like yo i just saw you i'm gonna cross the line (laughs) of like professionalism like i need doctor i need but let's facetime let's let's talk every let's just talk every morning yeah are you at lunch uh why don't you do a podcast with my doctor about my medical issues (laughs) the whole podcast like so come take a look well, at this. At your blood count is it? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? Uh, anyways, um, I just wanted to get that, to that real quick. Uh, look, man, uh, this week uh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm rewatching Rick and Morty, mm. uh, and I didn't understand why I wanted to rewatch it, but now I fully understand. It's actually helping me with some of the things that I'm I'm writing right now because it's just it's if for those who aren't fans or don't watch Rick and Morty, you're missing out, dude. I the the stuff that they're able to put into a half hour uh animated cartoon or i guess that's a, you know redundant uh animated series i guess is, <laughs> is is how i should just tie that up but uh, for what they're able to like do uh put into that with the time that they have it's fucking ridiculous uh, yeah how how intelligent the, the the comedy is um how thorough it is with a lot of and, and it, it's a, it's a show that deals with philosophy which i i love you know i love diving into these just weird scenarios where you ask questions that you wouldn't otherwise uh otherwise ask 
I just love it, you know. So that's that's what I'm getting to this week. What are you watching this week? Are you watching anything? What are you, so are you, this week, I mean, Love Island is it still Love Island? So I mean, Sopranos. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Soprano season six. I, I fell off of Sopranos uh, quite a few years ago, and I, I actually like just never picked back up on it. Yeah. Um, you know, the same thing happened to me with Mad Men for a while. Like I fell off of it, and then like I it was like a two good two or three year period when I didn't watch it, and then I was like, you know what? Let me start it back up. That's a, that's a lie. We we the, what we, with Mad Men? We're, we're doing it. No, no, with us, the Sopranos, because we're doing it for the. Uh, for oh, the so podcast, yeah, we're doing. So. Well, well, yeah, we're doing it for the podcast. <laughs> we're being forced to, yes. But like, this is the reason of like yeah, picking back up. Like, you have to find the reason. Whether it's the pandemic was your reason, or uh, you know, you got divorced and your wife and the kids left, and then now Why you have a lot of free time. Always what you go to. It's a I, great I joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if you're, or is it my biggest fear? Yeah, I don't know. You're sitting there with your therapist. I feel like this needs to be top of the list of things to go through. My wife and kids. Left. Like, like do you have Arane, you're not even married. <laughs> you don't have a wife. <laughs> you only have one kid. Um, but like, whatever your reason may be, uh, you know, I found my reason to pick The Sopranos back up. Uh, maybe I'll feel differently about the show, like in later life, than I did when I was like 21, 22 watching Sopranos. Is it, right? Oh, that's when the last. That's oh yeah, it is old. Fuck. It, yeah, fuck it's it's been so. a while because I remember the yeah. last time I was watching it was like um like not fresh out of college but like the year or two out of college so around yeah. the age of like 20 i would say 22 to 24 is when i was watching it yeah. uh so it, it's it's kind of like a interesting to have a, a different perspective on it than i would mm. than the are 20 you enjoying it a little bit more because maybe you understand a little bit more than uh, of i it? feel like some of the relationship dynamics between mm. tony and his wife yeah um, as they start to like age in their marriage and it's like all right you know family first or like you know do you focus on yourself right like do you like even though you get married, like you're still individual people. So do you focus on you, or or do you focus on like the family and keeping the family, and the kids safe, and then all of the like the business and um, implications that come with it? So I think you're definitely watching it at a, at a different lens than you would be, you know, for me at 31 than I would be at like 24. Um, so I'm watching that, and then um, UK Love Island, dude. I, Sometimes when you're home and you're, not, I'm not by myself, but like, you know, I'd be home with with my lady and we're just like, yo, what do we want to watch? Do we want to watch like something serious and intense? Yeah. Or do we just want to watch trash shit from the UK where we don't even really understand half of the shit they're just saying because <laughs> of the way they talk. Yeah. Uh, and it's just funny and humorous. So we've been watching, dude, I'm telling you, s- give me one, give me one season. I watch. I watch. I actually meant to watch uh, earlier this week, but I just yeah. I, I had a lot of shit. Give that was me getting one season, but you got to do it with your lady, though. Yeah, we'll watch together. And um, she, she's she she watches her fair share of, uh, of, of, of kind of trash TV. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, so, watch it with your lady. Like it's just like it's a fun thing to watch of how like silly it is, but sometimes how serious it can be. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, we just have fun with it. It's like a yeah. good waste of time. Yeah, for sure, man. Um. Look, what, what I'm actually looking forward to this week, man, uh, is Free Guy. Everybody's been talking about Free Guy. Yeah. It comes out in theaters this week, and they're uh, officially keeping it in theaters. They're not uh, doing the, um, the you know, put it on streaming service or whatever. They're they're keeping it in theaters. So, uh, Are you going to go see it? <sighs> Dude, I already broke the seal with uh, The Green Knight. I saw The Green Knight again, actually. Again? Loved it, loved it even more. In theaters? Yeah. You saw it twice in theaters? Saw it, tw- saw it twice. Jesus. It, it, okay, so a little bit Your of Your financial advisor would be like, <laughs> why? <"Tune down>. <laughs> <laughs> We've got goals. <laughs> well, the reason why I saw it twice. Uh, so a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Dan, uh, if you're listening, man. Um, uh, so, and it was pretty funny because they kept asking me the entire time. We're like, um, 
dude, you don't have to see this again. We can watch like something else, or we don't have to go to the theater at all. And I was like, no. Uh, I, you saw it as a part of a group. Part of a group. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, I was I was telling him like it's the type of movie that you want to see more than once because you don't. It's hard to grasp everything that they're throwing at you because it's so many things are just like for one quick scene and then like, you know, shift to to the next scene. But something significant to the plot might have happened in that scene that you might have either glossed over or missed. Yeah, You know, I saw this movie, too, and that's not true at all. Right. Oh, so you got everything. You understand all the <laughs> yeah, Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, like, I got this, you. This, this like quickness about the film. Like, oh, like this happens and then that happens. And, there there are yeah. a lot of things. Okay. So for instance, uh, with the Giants. very slow movie. Fair enough. With the Giants, right? After the scene with the Giants. The did New you, York Giants? Or? No. The, <laughs> the, the Giants in yeah. the movie. Okay. Um, did you see something in between that scene with the Giants and whatever the scene was that followed it? Did you Do you remember seeing anything? So immediately after the Giants, I know the Giants mm-hmm. are walking off into the distance and he's kind of like f- somewhat yeah. following the Giants, yeah, you, right? You're, you're wasting time right now. Just and let then, me know. Well, no, I'm just, I'm backtracking. I'm okay. Trying you're trying to, okay. Uh, and then from there, after the Giants is where mm-hmm. he kind of like finds himself like in the forest, right? On his way to, to meet the Green Knight. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so in between that, in between that, um, there's like a, a, a brief like frame or, or a few frames of uh, like a silhouette uh, that I didn't. I didn't even pick it. Even the second time watching, I didn't even pick it up. It was only the people that I was watching it that alerted me to like, oh shit, like, oh, this scene that, you know, there's a brief moment right after the Giants that there was like a silhouette of like a woman or something like that. Uh, and I wonder what that meant. I was like, what scene? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I missed it even watching it twice. I missed it. So it was things like that that happened, you know, throughout the course of the movie. What, and it, what did it mean? I don't, I still don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked into it yet. Uh, Cause yeah, I, I haven't looked into it, but, the, but, as I was having a conversation, so nothing. I'm sure if it was in the film and they went through the effort of putting it in there, I'm sure it meant something. Yeah, but in, in Godzilla, Millie Bobby Brown was in it, and her whole storyline meant nothing. Yeah, that's because the movie was trash and it didn't didn't really care to explain like, anything. It was, good. <laughs> it, was, it was Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, fair enough. We 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 need to move on. But uh, so Free Guy comes out this week. Respect comes out this week. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily looking forward to anything next week. I don't know what's... I don't think anything's yeah, really coming out next week. Free Guy just blew me because I didn't... Wait. Yeah, that sounded... <laughs> <laughs> sounded uh, interesting, you know? I just stopped. <laughs> All of that sounded uh, suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, the film Free Guy mm-hmm. and its theatrical release only <laughs> definitely... <laughs> Threw me for a loop. I won't say blue. Oh, did it throw you? Is it threw you around a little bit? Manhandled you a little bit? Tossed my salad for a loop. Um, I didn't realize it was theaters only. I thought theaters only. A movie like that, you'd think it'd be there'd be like a part theatrical. Well, I think because of the buzz behind it, I think that's Mm. why they kind of hit the audible there. Or I don't know if they hit the audible because they would have had to have decided this long ago. But I think because of how good they think the film is, they're like, nah, let's let's. Isn't Free Guy just like Wreck It Ralph, but like live action? Uh, sort of. I uh, yeah, because like Wrecked Ralph, he was like video game character. He broke free from like the video game world to like save the, their world and whatnot. And like Re- yeah. Free Guy just seems like he's a character in a video game that like he becomes aware of his. Uh, existence, right? Right. That he's a he's a playable character or a non playable character in a um, you know, in, in like a video game. That would suck though, because at least Wreck-It Ralph was like Ugh. the main character. Yeah, could you imagine but if you're a non playable character? 
Yeah, like, and then becoming aware that hey, I just no, I just do the same I just shit mill around. every single yeah. day. Look, this is the whole concept of uh, uh, Westworld is this kind of exact sentiment of just like this. Oh, you created me just to do nothing. And I just have to keep repeating that. And then I become aware that you created me to do nothing. Interesting, interesting story, but we, 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 we're pressed for time. So, uh, so, so I'll, I'll, I wonder if that's how we really are. Cause you know how, like, remember that study, this is completely random, but like, Mm -hmm. I think the scientists at like, uh, like Berkeley or fucking Berkeley of California or Yale did a study and like, they can just throw it out schools. I uh, know. I think it was either. <laughs> I think it was either literally Berkeley, California, or like yeah. Berkeley, uh, yeah. But like, there was a study that said like, there's a fifty percent chance that our existence yeah, as a simulation could yeah. be a simulation. Sure. And, and 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 honestly, like after like watching like Westworld and, and and diving into like this whole idea of like the many worlds theory and all this other stuff, honestly, wouldn't surprise me. If, if that were the case, it, look, and people bash religion, right? Um, they bash it or or the idea of like God, right? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, both bashing religion and just like the, the the concept of God, right? When really we don't fucking know. We don't know what's going yeah. on. Like for all we know, God could be a fucking toddler in their room playing with some shit, and we're just like a fucking germ, you know? Uh, yeah, like uh, the like the um, who's the guy from uh, Dragon Ball Super? Oh, like what the? Uh, oh, you uh, mean like the source, like the or um, like the fuck, Zenny, Zenny, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just fucking some dude just dicking around, like with, yeah, yeah, with just like infinite this power. This is awesome. Yeah, I'll destroy your universe. That would that and would it, be yeah, fucking insane. That would be a blur. Could you imagine the day we find that out? Yeah, and then your, your whole life you've been worried about like paying your bills on time, <laughs> your credit score, and, and just shit like this that. fucking child is just really like, uh, yeah, oh we'll just go ahead and just. What's the first thing I would do? Uh, I, I don't think I would really would change that much because so I I would uh, definitely do a drive. We, we've got to cut a topic because this is going to be a way longer conversation than I'm intending for it to be. But I wouldn't change anything because that ultimately doesn't change our perspective. And what I mean by that is, if we were to find out that there's some like omnipotent not necessarily creator but just like a fucking thing that's just like yeah i'll just go ahead and delete your universe and then like we're done what does that really change at the end of the day for us does that change our purpose in 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 the lives that we've built mm. for ourselves no like, like you could still live and be a good person you could because uh, all like the you, same rules really apply. Know that it's out of your hands exactly right? or 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 what does it really matter you know like yeah. what it, does that change why i should do certain things or or be a certain way um, if I find out that, oh, there's a creator or there's a, you know, like, no, you know, you know really what I would want anything. though? I would immediately want like all the, all the like super religious people to mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. <clears throat> like if we find out that it's, it's really just Lord Zenny and we are one of 12 <laughs> universes, yeah, that, that would change. Yo, if you, if you're entire life, I don't want to hear about Jesus or the Virgin Mary or like no, Allah well, again. No, the, I, what I, what I would be curious about is if that has actually any merit, meaning that was Jesus like an extension of this being? Maybe this being was just like, all right, maybe I'll try to figure something out, try to make things better for you. I'll give you guys this this dude Jesus. He can walk on water, you know. Surely that'll appease the folks. Yeah, but he's not as powerful as Lord Zenny, so it's like. But but he is his like. Let's just say he's his uh, assistant on Earth, right? Like he's his like. Yeah, just go ahead and talk to them real quick. You know, they'll 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 believe you. Sure, but Tom Brady let's won kill him si- like six seven <laughs> Super Bowls. So I mean, like, but it, but it is interesting though. It's like you know, uh, if this creator gave us 
uh, like Jesus as like his representative. Like, guys, all right, fine, whatever. You're crying. I'll, I'll give him Jesus. Right? He's not all powerful, but we, like we, we know, kill him he's, uh, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we immediately kill him. Like, fuck this guy. He can't really do shit. <laughs> uh, he can just come and talk to us. No, no, no. I mean, no. he did uh, according to the Bible. Did he, he rush for a thousand yards just... last season? <laughs> like, that's all I care about. Why a thousand? That seems many... like a very low bar to well, no, that's that that's like the the threshold for like a good uh, hmm. running back because like a so, thousand yard so, season so curing leprosy that doesn't doesn't matter no bro Did how many rush? fantasy points <laughs> are you gonna give me okay Fair. So we we need to move the fuck. this is how we waste <laughs> so you you don't want to know at the end of the podcast when we're like man how did we waste all this time this is exactly this is, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's, we're gonna kill one of these stories on the back yeah, no well for, first we need to jump into this uh suicide squad man. let's do we, it right we now need to talk about suicide squad okay um look i'm gonna give my thoughts but i'm very curious to hear what you thought of this uh everybody knows what the fuck the suicide squad is it's or at least they should know what suicide squad is it's um a band of villains who the government gets together and says hey do this shit for us or we're gonna kill you they're like all right well that sounds like not a choice so i'll go ahead and (laughs) do the thing for you uh and uh this is the second of the you know uh, live action suicide squad movies that we've gotten the first one sucked let's just never mention it um and uh yeah this is sort of like a soft reboot of the series uh it doesn't necessarily erase everything that happened before if not like in a true sense of literally they just ignore it but they literally basically erased it within like the first five hey spoiler alert for anybody who you know might be worried about spoilers might not want to listen to this podcast in general don't listen to this podcast if you're concerned about spoilers okay yeah. we will spoil everything for you um but uh but yeah within like the first like five minutes of the film they basically erase <laughs> everything that happened uh within uh with the or not erase but just did away with uh everything that happened in, in the first movie uh, i was what surprised at how quickly it's like when the movie started um I had to pause it for a second because I'm like, yo, this is happening very <laughs> you're like, fast. Did I miss something? Am I, were you high when you watched it? No, no, no. Okay. no. Because that, that would have been a trip. If you're like, wait, did I just miss half the yeah, movie? I think it was halfway <laughs> through I started smoking. But, okay. like, but when it first started, it started so fast. And I'm, I'm used to movies starting quickly. But this movie started so fucking fast mm-hmm. that I had to stop it for a second and like be like, okay, I am only a minute and 54 seconds in, like, so I'm not yeah. in the wrong place. I'm in the right place. It's just yeah. happening Hold very fast. Uh, Addy, go to the, uh, just go to the, um, the full screen of the, um, uh, of the media. Cool. So, uh, my initial thoughts about the movie, right? That's what we're looking for here. Overall, I think this movie was entertaining. I think it was uh, it, it was fun to watch. I appreciated the fact that this movie didn't take itself too seriously. There were lots of moments throughout this film that seemed like just so gimmicky. I remember when like um, when uh, so it, it was Bloodsport played by Idris Elba, uh, Peacemaker, and uh, Polka Dot. They were all going to save Harley Quinn played by Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it was just so like I remember they were like running across the street and it just seemed like yo we have no idea what we're doing we're just gonna and uh, Rick Flag obviously but like I remember the scene of them like r- running across the street kind of like they're in like the like a cheesy do it yourself kind of movie right yeah. um, and I really liked how uh, again the lightheartedness about the film like in Margot Robbie like she had that storyline right where she's like 
after she kills the president of that country and she's like on her mission to break out of the jail and she's killing all those people with um the uh with the staff that she got from what was that guy's name uh uh javelin mm-hmm. right um you know the animated characters and the flowers and whatnot like I feel like in those moments of the movie, like you realize like I, this film is not taking itself too seriously. Yeah. It's really just meant to be like a great watch, have fun with this stuff. But, you know, there's we're still trying to tell a story here. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciated that. Is this are you going to take anything away from this movie? Is there are you going to learn a deeper part of yourself after having watched this movie? Yeah. Is it going to bring you and your loved ones closer together? No. <laughs> you and your no, loved ones no, fucking not. But are you going to have a a good time watching this movie if you mm-hmm. really don't think too much about it. I think so. Now, now the curious part that I, that I would have with your um, assessment is how hmm, how am I trying to say this? How would you rate the movie? And go on extend it because I actually need to hop over in the yeah, control yeah, yeah. real quick. So go on extend it, take with this. So how would I rate this movie? Right, I think the first thing you have to do is um, take a step back, right? Because we're not going to rate this movie in the same way that we would rate um, uh, the Green Knight or fucking Gone with the Wind, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, I think my mom made me watch it at a point in time. I remember my mom had this like poster of the film in her bedroom when we were younger, but I don't even really think she like watched the whole thing. I just think it was like a poster that they they had at like the flea market and it was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll put that on my wall. Um, But like, you're not going to rate this movie in the same way you'd rate a more like serious, dramatic, like film with a real story to tell um i'm looking at this film i'm I'm rating it against the last one i'm rating it against like some of the other superhero mashup films right infinity war endgame batman vs superman i'm rating it against those things so in that category in this like superhero genre right Mm -hmm. um but like the misfit superheroes right yeah i think i mean this movie way better than the last suicide squad well Okay, so, so I guess what I'm really trying to get at is... I would uh, give it a B plus. Okay, B plus, but like say uh, on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the last I checked, it was it was rated like 91% or something mm-hmm. like that on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think that it holds up to that that score? Again, like if we are if we're rating this like as just a film of all films, probably not. But if we're rating this, if we're viewing this film in its genre of film, putting it against some of the other like superhero mashup movies, um, do I think like this is maybe one of the better uh, movies of this kind that I've seen? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So like, again, I'm, I'm looking at this and I look at it at the same light that I look at the boys. Yeah. Right. Uh, hold on, on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Keep yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this in the same way that I look at Infinity War and Endgame, which were more serious movies, but like. I would give this a B plus based off of uh, the, the, the the genre, the category of film this is in. And I think that Rotten Tomatoes score is fine. So long as we're being realistic with like how we're looking at this movie. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, keep going. <laughs> Listen, I got a lot to say. I keep going. Um, so one of my favorite 
things that this movie did well uh i mean the fucking cast first of all was stellar margot robbie while i didn't love her in in birds of prey i think she did a great job and we're jumping into characters here i think she does a great job at playing harley quinn i don't know who could have did it better idris elba as Bloodsport. um love the fact that there were times when he took himself seriously and like the, you know, uh, James Gunn took that character seriously mm-hmm. when he's like fully decked out in, in, in the suit and he really does look like this intimidating guy. But there's times where he just has a mask on and he's like plopping around the city trying to save Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn. Yeah. And you could tell like no one's really taking this whole thing too seriously. I mean, you know, th- there's, there's the fucking Shark King. You know who the Shark King was played by? Yeah, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I remember telling you that okay. when we watched the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I don't try to be seriously. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, so okay. Let, let me tell you what I loved about the film. What I loved about the film is is that <clears throat> it corrected a lot of the errors that the first film made. In that it it gave it a story that wasn't. Um, the story itself, like I love what you said about it not taking itself too seriously, but I think where specifically it corrected that is that it didn't. It didn't take the story too seriously. I think it took the characters more or less seriously, right? Yeah. Um, but it didn't take the story too seriously, right? But the, it, it, while I think that's a plus for the film, it was also the thing that I found to be a little bit of a negative. I, the, the reason why I brought the Rotten Tomatoes score up is because I don't think if if they if Rotten Tomatoes came out and was like this movie's like a somewhere between a seventy five and eighty percent. I'd have been like, or even somewhere in the 80s, like 80, uh, 75 to 85%, right? I'd been like, that is the perfect score for this movie. But say that it's 91%, that's an A film. That's that's a, this film had barely any, if at all, flaws uh, in it, right? I don't know if I can rate this film that, you know? And, and, the, and the reason being is because... Uh, it, it 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 produced the greatest flaw that you can produce in any sort of superhero movie. What it, and, I, and I, this isn't a test, but um, what do you think is the greatest? If you're to like you know, the commonality between all superhero movies, what's the thing that jumps out to you the most, differentiating between one superhero movie to the other? What, what's the, wait, wait, what's, what's the, the commonality or what, what's the differentiator? No, no, no. What's what's the thing that makes you rate this superhero movie higher than another? Like, what's the what's the difference for you? I would say like story, like like what is like story and like the you know uh, your your favorite word here, the character arc, right? <laughs> like you love that shit. You're gonna hear that a lot tonight. Or yes. or, or um, what is the other thing you used to say like like the genesis? <laughs> Those are your fucking favorite words. Those are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like um, you know there there has to be like a story, and they have to give me a reason to like believe in the story, or believe in the characters, and like their purpose. Um, I don't think Suicide Squad really gave us uh, like a reason to believe in their purpose because none mm-hmm. of them believe, none of the characters believe in their purpose. They're just on a mission. Bloodsport, his only reason for doing this was to help his daughter out. Uh, and right. a lot of the other characters, their only reason for doing this thing was to like reduce time on their sentence. Right. So like, even they weren't, even they <laughs> didn't care about the, what the purpose is. But to your point, yeah. um, what James Gunn did here really well is like they made you really like and like fall in love with some of the characters, right? Yeah, and for I think sure. that's what every superhero movie, like that's what some of the best superhero movie does. We right. know they're fake characters. We know they're not real. Um, we know that like, you know, these are superheroes that are, it's all fantastical. But 
can you humanize them in a way that like I can identify with and like I can I can you know I, I can form some type of bond with the characters of the film. Absolutely, and I and I uh, for the most part or wholly like agree with what you're saying that they, he did a good job at humanizing um, the protagonist of the film. The fatal flaw that he has though is for me um, and and and. And so shout out to uh, lessons from the screenplay, even though, you know, you didn't I was trying to do an interview with you and you didn't uh, you, you weren't taken at the time. But fair enough. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, but shout out to lessons from the screenplay, because this is kind of the first time that I really sort of grasp this concept is that when you're dealing with movies like this, right, not just superhero movies, but just like these these sort of like heroic movies overall. Right. Really how they're judged. And whether you know it or not, that, that you're you're kind of internalizing this they're judged by their villains or their antagonists that's who makes or breaks the film is how well are you painting your antagonist for the film right because that's where you're that's that's where the the friction from the film comes from it's not from the protagonist the protagonist is the person you're like cheering for they're the person you know maybe they're an anti-hero and you're like all right they're doing bad shit but they're a good person deep down inside yada yada you can create whatever picture you want for the protagonist and that, that has to be good on its own right but really, the, the film is, is um, it lives and dies by its antagonist, its villain, you know? Um, they're not always synonymous, but, but you know, the, the, the role still stands. And I think that's the fatal flaw that this movie had, is that its villains are really this wooden and, honestly, confusing. So, for instance, this movie had like four different villains in it, and none of them were particularly good. <laughs> um, so you have Starro. It's like, I guess you could point to you as like the main villain of the film, right? Um, yeah. Okay. But that, and, and I'm not saying that Starro wasn't an interesting, if not, it, it was an interesting choice uh, uh, for a villain. Like, it's a weird quirky choice that is falls in line with james gunn's style right and there's even a, a little bit in there where it's just like uh Starro, i think says at some point like yo dude i would have been chill in outer space like you guys fucked my shit up i was just chilling and then you guys scooped me up so you have yourself to blame for this basically yeah, yeah. you said something like I, I you know like i remember just like staring out at the stars and stuff like that mm -hmm. like now basically like, now i'm here and you guys have like done all this shit to me so exactly. now i'm the villain but i really yeah. wasn't supposed to be and and uh you know he put that in the film even with that though star was still kind of a wooden uh villain um in that case but you also had the i guess the spanish government <laughs> or the mexican government maybe well I no no say. it was the, the maltese oh, the maltese, uh, sure, maltese. Sure. yeah um, dude you need to step your geography up <clears throat> well where's where's maltese located um, isn't Maltese uh, off the coast of like France? That means you don't know for sure. Well, Maltese, uh, Malta, is, isn't it off the coast of like, uh, it's it's not too far from like France. You are correct. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Step hey. your geography up. Hey, I, Listen, he's not are, as worldly as we are. You, you, you're, not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to find an objection to that for me. I will agree with you on this. Um, Malta is a beautiful island. I was surprised that this movie took place. Like, you know, that, that was like the destination for this film. For the movie? Yeah, yeah. it was an interesting choice. Um, and it's been used in, in some other films uh, uh, as well. Yeah, but, one of my favorite shows, uh, Queen of the Queen of... Uh, uh, Queen of the South. Queen yeah. The, South, yeah. the whole season takes place there, I think. Um, but uh, you, you might point to the, the Maltese government, right? As like, okay, 
they're kind of the villains here as well, right? But then that gets flipped up like, oh, it's actually America. America's Which is usually the, the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is typically uh, the, the case. But even that was like a little like, it was thrown in there and as, as a very specific um, political statement, I feel like. It was very, um, it was very pointed, you know, and very like look in the mirror kind of scenario and that they're basically were like, hey, you can say what you will about other countries, but really, you know, nobody fucking trumps America when it comes to fucking shit up <laughs> and making shit worse around yeah. the world and any sort of like bad shit. America generally has their hands in it somehow, you know, um, is, is, is typically the case, you know. Um, but even that felt like kind of like... Um, ham-fisted i guess is, is maybe the the phrase that i want to use like it, it felt very sort of like lumped in there versus like strategically placed although i'm sure it was strategically placed but it felt it felt like it, it while everything else or while there are some other things in the film that felt like it was like okay you can read the subtext like so for instance shark uh the king shark mm-hmm. there were a lot of things that were like subtext with king shark that you just had to like oh with how he looks at the you know everybody makes a big deal about how he looked at the couple who were like making out or whatever or together and you can see that as him wanting a relationship or wanting at least friendship you know and it's just he's not able to find that because of who he is right that's subtext what they did with the america's like the kind of the evil people here that wasn't subtext that was just them saying hey america's really evil (laughs) you know which wasn't it that felt wooden too you know or but like let's say it was russia Right? Would we have like accepted that more because we're like in American film, we're used to no, like no, no. foreign you, governments. You, you misunderstand what my point is. My point isn't who they said were the villains or whether we accept that or it's not. It's how they painted America as the villains. No, no, no. It, it's it's how it, it was constructed in in the fabric of the film, meaning that it was done in such a way that felt that it wasn't. There was no subtext to it. There was no. There was no like we had to kind of search for that a little bit. It was just we're going to tell you that America is really the bad guy. Yeah, here, and then we're just going to move on with the rest so, of our jokes and shit. So I think they gave it to us in a very soft way at first. Because remember the first time that they showed um, Starro right mm-hmm. as like a very small starfish, and like there were those like f- three or four astronauts in space like playing around with it yeah. before it released the little thing that stuck to their eyes. Mm-hmm. One of the things I didn't notice is the fact that those um, astronauts had had like the American flags on their shoulder. So it was actually Oh, I, I was under the assumption that it was America from like, the beginning. That was cause it, it was like Americans that were the the people who were like you could they were they yeah, I mean, like American. I don't I, I missed that, right? So oh, like okay. but like and I think the, the the doctor guy, the guy who had the, all the all the things mm-hmm. on his head, what was his name? Um, uh, I don't know. I want to call him the brain, but that probably is wrong. I think his name was like John e- so Steve Aggie I think he played John Ekamos I think that was the guy who had the shit all over his head mm-hmm. also very inconvenient like, how does he sleep um, <laughs> but anyway so um, so I, I love the fact that like they showed us before like you know Americans were involved in this thing right and to his point he was like you know like all of this usually these things Americans are involved in but America will not stand to be involved in like you know dirty things crime and and you know illegal testing on humans or aliens on american soil that's how america keeps its oh, yeah, hands sure. clean so yeah, i liked but, what they did there but but again that that goes to my like point that it, it was like it wasn't as if that was like revealed over the course of time that oh yeah america like i, I guess what i'm saying is and, and this kind of uh factors into why i said like they, there were too many villains because between starro america in general um 
you can also lump in Peacemaker, right? That Peacemaker ended up being sort of like a, not necessarily a double agent because he was basically working on behalf of the, the, the American government, but he turned on his own uh, crew. Um, you can throw him in. That Peacemaker is probably the, the more subtle, not subtle, but um, over the course of the entire film, it was even in terms of like his, his arc of like, I use your word there, um mm-hmm. uh, his 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 arc as in you, you know we see peacemaker basically tells us from the beginning yo i'll do anything for my country you know and then sure enough that plays out over the course of film that he'll literally do anything for his country you know um so that was like the best that they had but even that to me felt like a little like eh, because we didn't get to spend like that much time with peacemaker we, yeah. we got to know him but we didn't really get to know him and uh, I guess you can. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else might have been a villain in the film. Uh, the, oh, the dude with all the shit in his head. Uh, and again, I forget his. his what yeah, his, his I don't necessarily think he was as much of a villain as he was a um, like you know a, a scientist who cares more about science than like what it costs. Like he'll pay any cost in order to I mean, see what, what do, happens. Who do you? What do you call that? That's that's to me that <laughs> like if you're willing to do evil shit <laughs> and you yeah. don't really care. It's a McDonald's. We don't care how the meat is made <laughs> as long as it's three ninety nine for yeah, the whole meal. Exactly. Right. Um, so, so I, you know, I, I all of them together. What I'm trying to say is, is that the movie uh, uh, to me, you know, these superhero movies or just, you know, these uh, these movies that, you know, have like this horror these heroic figures in them they're only as good as the villains the, the movie that taught me the the most about this was the dark knight right mm-hmm. that it's because not necessarily of just heath ledger's performance as the joker but really as his whole entire story arc really sort of let you buy into what was happening on screen it really sucked you in as like okay like i kind of agree with a little bit of what he's saying you know but he's also fucking a homicidal maniac you know but you still understand where he's coming from at least to some degree right the same why we all loved thanos right is because we all bought into a little bit of what he was saying of like okay i and you saw his uh infinity war wasn't about the avengers at all that was that entire movie is about thanos he's basically the protagonist in in that in that in that movie that he's got the goal that he's trying to accomplish and all the avengers are basically trying to stop him from doing it right but that's why we we love them right this movie has so many different like villains in it that it's just or, or so many villains that you're not really able to complete or fully flesh out their arcs that you're just kind of just like eh when it comes to the villains right like when you named why this movie was so good you named all of the protagonists as like okay this is why this movie is so good when we talk about the dark knight or when we talk about infinity or who do we talk about we don't talk about the fucking avengers when we, when we talk about infinity we talk about thanos right that he was so good in that movie yeah when we talk about the dark knight we talk about the joker you know so you know so i i'm gonna disagree with you in in one sense because i feel like we're at a point where for the average, you know, for for someone, people like our age, right? Um, people who've grown up with a lot of these, like like one song, not necessarily one song superheroes, but like you know, like they're like the solo note, act, one it. note, yeah, um, <laughs> one song. Yeah, one song. <laughs> it's a lot of time to be given. <laughs> but like these, like one note superheroes. But like that's the wrong term because Superman isn't a one note superhero. Spider Man is, is a little bit. Um, in a little bit of like you know you always know he's gonna save the day he's gonna overcome whatever adversity he faces right and same thing for right but like so we've grown up with all of those guys but I think we're at a point now in like a lot of these superhero genres where 
we don't really expect the hero to be as unflawed as Superman is, right? Um, take yeah, the boy, sure. take the boys for example. Giving them complexity, I guess, yeah. Is, is yeah, making yeah. them three dimensional instead of two dimensional. Yeah. We didn't like the boys because of the villains. Like there was no one villain. No, to- but that's but that's why I would disagree with you. We do like for for one, everybody is just completely infatuated with uh um what's the dude oh, uh, homelander homelander everybody's yeah. infatuated with homelander right because he's just fucking a weird fucking dude first of all he's he's a homicide maniac and also too he's he's complex it's not he is evil no doubt but he it's complex because of his backstory and 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 what he was made to be or what he's even imagined to be versus like what he actually is yeah uh but but i would also argue that there actually aren't <sighs> And and I don't want to say this because it's going to bite into a little bit of, of what I'm going to say later, but I'm not convinced that there there really is a true sense a hero in the boys. So, I, I think everybody's kind of like middle of the road at best. You yeah, know? And, and so that's my point, right? Like, why did we love the boys? I really liked it. You really enjoyed it. Is because while he, Homelander was like the most notable villain right you also had stormfront right who was like this like nazi racist right we come we came to find out that then you had like madeline sitwell who was like this like easy to hate corporate ceo person why that uh, the boys is wildly different than than the suicide squad movie we just got so I think I think they're oddly similar, right? I no, think no, no, no. They're similar in the sense of what you're, like the point that you're making. What, what I'm saying, the, the the biggest difference though, is that you had an entire season or two so, yeah, seasons yeah, now. Yes. One to, is to a show, one is a out, movie, right? Yeah. You you have a long time to work that out, so you can fully flesh out all of the characters. That is true. All I'm saying with Suicide Squad is the reason why I don't think it deserves the 91 percent it's got on Rotten Tomatoes isn't because I don't think James Gunn made. A a great movie it's because the thing that i find most important about these type of movies was the thing that kind of felt like it got like a a second a second um what do you want second fiddle it played second fiddle to everything else mm-hmm. james gunn you know what you're gonna get you're gonna get kind of an, a zany weird fucking story you're gonna get a lot of jokes a lot of comedy and you're gonna get a semi-competent if if not fully competent um story right we got all of that in 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 uh, and, and in so, so but he, here's the thing you got to give this movie is to get all of that like to get the many and villains absolutely. right but to also be able to fall in love and really enjoy a lot of the characters whether it it's Bloodsport, time. Harley, Peacemaker, uh, you know whoever your favorite character was and like to be honest none of those were my favorite characters my favorite character was um the uh, the girl with the rats what was her name uh, oh yeah yeah she 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 I think she worked for a lot of people um. Uh, let me see if I can find her name here. Yeah, I don't see her name here. I don't know why. Um, but I thought she was one of my favorite characters. Like, just her, like, her host, her, I mean, uh, great, Daniela uh, Melquire. Yeah, I really good actress. Yeah. I love her storyline. I love her, like, Rat whole, like, too. Yeah, Ratcatcher 2. I love yeah. her whole story of, like, yeah, I don't really, like, give a fuck. I don't, you know, like, uh, I, I'm I'm on the side of the rats and I'm here because like I kind of have to be here not because I want to yeah, be here. Sorry, my, my pup just came in a room. <laughs> but she just had a great story. I think she was a really good actress. She brought a really good uh, tone and energy to the film. I mean, obviously Idris Elba was great. Margot Robbie was good. Um, but to sum everything up, the reason we like the boys is because like there's no like one true villain, mm-hmm. but there are a bunch of really there are a bunch of really interesting characters you can grow to love. 
Um, I feel like this movie was able to do in two hours and 12 minutes mm-hmm. what The Boys is able to do over the course of two seasons. Like, yeah. you know, I really, really enjoyed a lot of these characters, even fucking weird, like ones who only lasted a moment, like TDK and the Javelin and Pete Davidson's character, like Blackguard. Yeah. And the but, Weasel. But I, but again, like, the, I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm not saying that he did that poorly or like you didn't follow up. We, I think I fell in love with the characters as, as much as everybody else did. But what I'm saying, when I look at the film overall, the reason why I can't give it a 91, I would absolutely give his character development for the protagonist a plus. Mm-hmm. Like he, he did that. He made us fall in love with a fucking shark. Like yeah. he's a shark. Yeah. And he's like the best character in the movie yeah. as far as, yeah. and he says like, you know, a total of like Hand, 10 worlds. Bird, <laughs> words you know what I mean? Like time. friend. You know, and, and, and he made us fall in love. That that takes talent to fucking do that. That's that's a talent to, to make us fall in love with a shark who only says like 10 words, a combination of 10 words throughout the entire film, right? But looking at the film overall, how I judge these uh, superhero movies is really by the villains. How well the villains are thoroughly uh, um, fleshed out and 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 um, conveyed to us. And I don't think that that was done well by any stretch of the imagination with the, with this movie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I would still give it a, a decent rating. Yeah, I just don't. I, I guess when when I started started seeing all the scores for it, I was like, oh shit! Like I was like looking for certain things in the movie. Then when I saw the movie, I was like, I don't understand the score. Like I, yeah. I get like a somewhere between a seventy five and eighty five. I get that ninety one. The villain has to be top notch for me to give it anywhere much, yeah. approaching and, it. And, and I think we're gonna start to see more of that shift, where it's gonna shift away from like these like singular. Um, larger than life, like how do we beat this guy type of villain? Like, you know, the Thanoses, the Banes, the Jokers, like those type of guys to, um, you know. God, I hope not. To to more like, you know, the, the, here's some really great people up against like this, like really like tough, like, challenging not, obstacle. I, I hope like, not. I think if we get more of the boys, obviously the boys season three is coming. No, what, I think that's going to be but great. I think that's, a, that's the weird thing, or not the weird thing, but that's the thing about the boys is that they actually do have fleshed out villains. Like it's not, yeah. it's, it, you're, you're, you're posing them against each other, but they're not really, that's not, the, the boys do have villains that are f- like you understand where they're yeah. coming from, at least to some degree. But so like, here's the thing, though, right? Like when you yeah. look at some of the big characters, Superman, Batman, Aquaman, mm-hmm. uh, the Flash, and some of the other characters that have upcoming movies coming down the pipeline, mm-hmm. like how much more story is there? Like Batman, like he's already faced his biggest villain, the Joker and Bane. Oh no, right? absolutely not. No, no, no. I think Ra's al Ghul. Like who else? You see, but but uh, so the so the the problem is is that we we look at it as in what we've already seen. Um, where filmmakers, I think, look at it is there's a world of possibilities. James Gunn brought us a film with fucking Polka Dot Man, and we were still riveted by the, by the movie, yeah, right? I don't know there, if we were riveted. Oh, we're not riveted by his character. Dude, no, absolutely. Because like, his, so, the, his plight of seeing his mom yeah. as literally everybody. But know? the short question there is like for like some of the bigger characters like Batman, Superman, whatever, mm-hmm. like who are, who are, you know, after you face Thanos, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to go out to like, you know, Loki facing the TVA and like these other like celestial like outer worldly space beings right so i feel like what we're going to get more of is like for even in loki what we got was not like one huge uh villain that you thought was like oh here's this like all-powerful being and how do we overcome this thing but it's like you know here's like a group of people that we love facing these like obstacles I, you know, I think yeah, yeah, but, I think but, that's what we're gonna get more of. I could be wrong. No, no, and you might be right or wrong. But I guess what the the point is that I'm trying to make is is that the obstacles that they face 
uh, they're posed by like a villain, right? Like somebody's got to be in opposition. What we look for in these films isn't just to see somebody do dope shit, right? That 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 might be what they you know put in the trailers. That might be what like is like the fancy thing to look at. But in reality, the degrees in which we say whether a film's a good or not, right? Like I, I would assume that you would rate like The Dark Knight like one of the top. Yeah, yeah, for comic sure. book movies, right? You'd read Infinity War one of the top comic book movies, right? The, what I'm saying is that the the commonality among them is that their villains are are just as good as their uh, or their antagonists are just as good as the protagonists. That you don't have this like fucking like that's why we fucking hate all <laughs> all like the '90s shit, right? Is be, is because they have these really wooden fucking villains that is like, Mwahaha, I want to stick up the world, and then yeah, yeah. the fucking protagonist comes is like, yeah, I do dope shit and I stop you, and that's the way we. Except do for this Arnold Schwarzenegger's thing. Mr. Freeze, I feel like he gets, he gets <laughs> everybody uh, yeah. freeze. I did enjoy <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Great story yeah. behind it too. Yeah, it was alright. It was it was it was, uh, it was jarring to see him in that fucking costume and shit. It was just like Arnold, you just did Predator. I don't know why. <laughs> get down and freeze, like, freeze, Arnold. Just say freeze. <laughs> don't say get down. Take two. Get in the chopper. There's get no down there's and no chopper. freeze while Arnold, I get in the chopper. There's no chopper. Oh, God, here. Yeah, we this, have no chopper for you. <laughs> you're on a different movie, Arnold. Wasn't wasn't in the budget. I know. <laughs> he just combines all of his films. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look at that Predator over there. It's like Arnold. That's not wrong movie. Arnold. Not, it's uh, Batman. Yes, freeze. You see him with the fucking cowl on. It's Batman. <laughs> He's just standing right there. Um, you did no wrong though. Anyways, man, uh, that, we chopped it up about uh, Suicide Squad. Look, I, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from James Gunn. I think he's a fucking master storyteller. I just wouldn't rate Suicide Squad as high as everybody else rated it because I felt like the villains or the antagonists in this, you know, uh, were were lacking in depth. You know, uh, I think possibly Peacemaker was like the most in-depth of them all. And even he was still, I feel like, lacking to be considered in that 90% you know echelon of uh of uh movies overall but much less uh you know superhero movies so anyways anyways Fair great enough. movie uh, overall yeah i really um, enjoyed it i watched it again for sure for sure look let's move on here uh to our first trailer we're gonna check this trailer out uh it's uh, it's called Kate. Uh, this actually came out last week. I wanted to talk about it last week, but we just ran out of time, as we're probably going to do with this particular show here. Um, but uh, this is a movie uh, about a female assassin who has uh, 24 hours to get a vengeance on her murderer before she dies. Uh, super original plot. Um, uh, this is directed by Cedric Nicholas uh, uh, Troyan. I believe that's how you pronounce that. I'm not sure. Uh, and Umer uh, Elim. Uh, maybe I'm pronouncing that right or wrong. Addy might be able to help me out. Maybe not. Um, uh, but uh, this is starring uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead, who I, I'm, a, I'm a conflicted fan of hers. I love a lot of the shit she does. She does. I started that. Uh, but not everything that she does. I loved her in Scott Pilgrim um, versus uh, was it Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Is that was it or Scott Pilgrim versus? Yeah, I think it's versus the world. Versus the world. Yeah. Um, and and some other shit that she's done, but uh, there's other shit that I see her in that I'm just like, nah, that was okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Michael Huseman, uh, uh, and uh, Eliza Rotaru. Um, and this comes out September 10th uh, of this year on Netflix. Let's check the trailer. You already hate this movie. I'm not gonna lie, but I'll give it a chance. Here we go. 
this cave? What happened to you? I missed. I think I was poisoned before the hit. V, who was the target? The grand honcho of the Yakuza. How much time do I have? 14 hours, maybe 15. <laughs> Kate, it's gonna be okay. You won't get any more questions from me. Why does she mess up his office like that? She likes to be alone. Kate. Who poisoned me? Uh, I only followed us. Who was orders? How do I get to him? He doesn't surface ever. Somebody knows. I need to find the people that did this to me. I won't make it an hour without my help. I can help you get them. They're gonna know I was here. Who? Everyone. Kate, you're like that person in a nightmare. Take no shit from no dudes. Thanks. How much time do we have? Not much. You can't stop her. Great shot. What's so funny? You're all about to die. There's like 20 of us. Then you're outnumbered. That was Kate. Uh, initial thoughts. Yeah. I, I just feel like we've seen a lot of this movie already. For sure. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, for... Obviously, this is from the producers of the Atomic, Atomic Blonde, Blonde, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We recently watched uh, Gunpowder Milkshake, and I feel you like you recent watched. You didn't watch it? No. Did we do a review on it? No. No. Okay. Well, I watched it, uh, and I feel like this is stealing a bit from. Uh, hey, uh, Eddie, go to a one shot for a sec. What is what is the movie uh, with a uh, fucking Keanu Reeves? Oh, uh, John Wick. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, John Wick. Sorry. Uh, and I feel like it's also stealing a bit from... There's a movie called The November Man with uh, Pierce Brosnan where, if I'm correct, it kind of follows the same storyline of a guy who gets sick or dies or like has like a fucking um, rhinoplasty or like a fucking... He has some type of surgery. Well, I think he dies or he gets sick and he has a short period of time to live and he has like... Basically, like, you have to kill the people who killed you or tried to kill you before you die we, we've seen a lot of this movie already and i don't know if this particular movie based off of this trailer i just saw does it enough for me that like they've like 
push this style of film forward enough for me to say like this is a great movie no this just looks like a lot of what we've seen before already yeah i don't think but i don't i don't think that's uh the intent for the movie right like i don't think they're they're looking at it as like oh you're gonna look at this and think this is way better than atomic blonde i think they're like yeah if you like the atomic blonde you're gonna like this too Oh, this feels this doesn't feel as much like it should be called Kate or like it should be called like Karen fights back. Why? Yeah, I mean, like, like know, I understand. I, I feel a funny joke, but yeah, this I'm is like all the Karens you. fighting back. Like, you know what? Like, we're not just Karens. We're not going to call the police. You're going to have to call the police on us. And they're shooting everybody up. <laughs> What? <laughs> Addy liked that joke. Uh, do you like the joke, or are you just what is the? No, I don't, <laughs> it, it did what it was supposed to do. There, there's it no way it got a laugh, though. Look, there's no way any Karen would be matters, about that right? life. <laughs> no, there's definitely look. You got the people out in uh, where are they fucking where are they? Kentucky or some shit uh, who, who who ran up on the uh, protesters with like a, some uh, a nine and like a fucking Uzi or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> were they older or like an AK? Or some shit so yeah i think carolyn's karen's as long as they knew they were going to do time in jail which is pretty well, yeah, much yeah. Given, the, the the mayor uh, i believe um of this and this was in michigan recently like uh gave them a what is it called um a uh i went a pardon actually oh for, yeah for the people yeah yeah for sure uh look I, I how i feel about this film is um weirdly enough i usually kind of hate movies like this and i'm not i'm not really a big fan of john wick you know the John Wick movie because the, the the plots are really thin. Uh, we just got done watching Jolt. Wasn't a fan of that. Nope. Um, and uh, it, it, it's not at all because you know because I'm sure there are going to be people. Who, it's because that's that woman. No, I just don't like these. Ty- I just told you I don't really fuck with the John Wick movies of the world, right? Yeah. It's because the the, the plot is usually like fucking paper thin. Like, there's usually not that much plot there, and there's usually a lot of fucking violence. We just talk, we, uh, finished talking about um, Suicide Squad. I kind of didn't really care for the violence in Suicide Squad, right? Like, I, I, I feel like I'm, my brain's just, like, shifting, where it's just, like, as soon as I see, like, a lot of violence, I'm like, oh, you're just, that's kind of all you got here. You don't really have too much else. That's Yeah, you definitely you're, don't you're like violent stuff, I'm starting to realize. It, it, it's not that I don't like violent stuff. I just like violence for a reason. And it seems like with a lot of the movies that are coming out, or not that are coming out nowadays, but, like, these type of movies, it seems like violence is the reason why everybody's there, where I'm like, well, like, make it make sense to me. Like, it, you know, give me a reason for, you know, like, if I can see, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what way to describe it to, to make it sort of make sense. But, like, if I can see a scenario where this type of violence is warranted, like, if it's, like, a war movie, like, this is, like, we're just, like, if this was, like, fucking Game of Thrones, right? Where we're seeing <laughs> Battle of the Bastards, yeah. right? Yes, give me all that shit. Because it's, it's, like, okay, this is all they built up to this, and I understand it, and it's, and it's, necessary right but if it's just but that was just, less violence more like chaotic intensity i mean what sure do you call violence is violence, violence to me chaotic? is like i don't shooting <laughs> like if you just shoot up 20 30 people like you know in in a fucking like bar right that's just like violence but like battle of the bastards i wouldn't consider that pure violence as much as a well and maybe that's your point maybe your point is like yeah it's not pure meaningless violence it's like yes, it, it violence is like for a, a reason. storied violence yes. yeah like, yeah violence isn't it all sense. violence <laughs> i wish i could present that argument in court your honor i didn't merely just kill the girl there was a story behind why i killed the girl no but, the, but so the reason, you should acquit me of all charges but the, there would be a reason why you'd even if it even if it was a chaotic thing that you did there whether it was you know 
and there there's usually no just reason right like but there would at least be a story behind it of like maybe you had a fucked up childhood and then people just mm. fucked you up and then all of a sudden you just fucking started killing people like yeah listen you know, I, the, can i put you on a retainer because i may need this defense <laughs> <laughs> that Jesus sounded Christ. good to me yeah you might yeah i'll go ahead and nix that for the podcast um, <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> but, uh, so, so here's my last thoughts about this movie sure. um I, I don't know to you to your point maybe i'm at a point where i'm like tired of now granted we watch i watched a gunpowder milkshake i watched um, Atomic Blonde and um, what was the other movie that we watched? Jolt, Jolt right? I, I watched all of this shit. Um, I wish you you remember when that film, A Promising Young Woman, came out, and they were like, there was that guy who put out the article saying Carrie Mulligan was not attractive enough to pull off this character. I wish that guy were here right now. Um, and this is um, listen. I'm gonna get canceled for saying this. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> but think twice. Listen, speak once. Uh, I'm tired of seeing these unattractive women in these, you know, standalone action films. You know, bring bring the bring the sexy Wait, okay, ones so, back. Fair enough. Uh, what do you what do you? But that doesn't make any sense to me. All right. So you you say it you want it wanna, doesn't. I know. You say you want attractive, right? But then you see the thing and you're like, oh. Well, she couldn't do this. Well, her, no, but that's her, like her, you know, doing a you know, lifting so, so, no, no, the comedian Godfrey. He hit this one on the head the best. Like the, all these action movies coming out of of these like hundred and fifteen pound women fighting off these like six uh, marines that have done like four tours in Afghanistan <laughs> and like some wet mercenary work. Like, how do you know that they know they all these characters listen, don't do have I, any backstories? There, there's a there, there's a show that I watched in particular. Um, called like uh, uh, Designated Survivor with Maggie Q. I remember this. Like, she fought off like, like literally, like it was like four Marines, right? Like, okay, and they were all like we're talking six, about six. This trailer, though. anyway. But in this trailer, I mean, she's fucking up a bunch of guys that she probably is, is fake. Anyway, all I'm saying is, <laughs> what you just got to make these chicks hotter, and wait, then, wait, then wait. I watch okay, these okay. movies. But, but what isn't what isn't like what uh, she's like blonde? Maybe you're pointing to, or like what is the facial structure? Like what is the thing? Who, who, more who, who's the chick from this movie? What, uh, um, uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. Not hot. Remember that episode of The Office where what, they're... What's hot to you? What's the, what's the thing? What's the, like who, who Scarlett Johansson. But what's the difference between her and... Like, what is it? Facial structure? Is that what you're pointing to? Or just, I don't... Like, it, hot is hot. I don't know. I, I'm, no, I'm trying to... I'm not arguing it to you. Uh, who's this? Mary Elizabeth stupid, Winstead? Not hot. Hillary Swank. Remember, that is, episode? Is it remember, she, remember the episode of The Office? Hillary Swank? She's like, attractive. Not hot. Okay. Okay, Scarlett. I want to continue Scarlett Johansson. Hot. Right. Oh, okay. I'm tr- okay. Follow me here, just for a yeah. second. I read. <laughs> Follow what I'm saying. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. What I'm asking is, what are you saying is the difference between uh, Scarlett Johansson and Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Are you saying it's the clothes? Are you saying it's just the face? Are you saying it's just everything? Like what is, what everything. is the thing? Okay. Fair one enough. is hot. One D- is describe not. to me anything. Like what? What is the like one thing that's like the biggest difference for you? Face, hair, eyes, lips, ass, tits, shape of the body, all mm. of it. But one is hot. One is not hot. But did, like, did you see her? Like, for instance, yeah, her I, I've seen her in a lot. I've seen her a lot of things. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You're uh, still- so yeah, she was actually. I actually did enjoy her in Gemini Man. Uh, she was in Birds of Prey. Um, okay. You remember that? And you thought she was hot there, but not in no, this no, trailer. No, no. She was hot in all of them. She did a good I, job. I, I'm acting. very. I'm just so perplexed because like she doesn't. Like this doesn't look like not a Scarlett Johansson. She even has the red hair, like Black Widow. Like what is the 
What is the thing that's making you be like, oh, pull she's up not a Scarlett, hot. Jo- Scarlett Johansson photo and like the same type of. If you can do that really quickly, Addy. Um, I just think yeah. that this is people. What people say when they're not like when they don't have like massive boobs and they're like you know they're wearing all, all this cleavage. And, no, no, this know. is just not hot. I mean, but like if you pull up, pull okay, up, pull up like what you, what is, you're saying, her face isn't pretty. She doesn't have a pretty face. Um, I mean, like, sure, you know, but like, you see, you you hear my my responses, ums and shores, like that's not no. I, you're the person saying the thing, so I would expect that from you. But I'm saying, I'm saying to you, um, what I, I is it I, hot about her? Is it is it is it like because that's a she has like a for what people would say is like oh a hot oh, face. Here we go. But what is okay? Okay, again, uh, uh, forgiving the obvious. <laughs> you're stuttering too. Okay. No, forgiving no, no. the if obvious of cleavage, up, still be hot. But why? Like, Addy, please chime in. Am I am I crazy here? Am I like? Am I? But you know, I don't two, understand. I don't you know, get you know, it. Tune is trying to be politically correct. I'm not trying to be politically correct. I'm no, literally no, no, talking let's, about let's, their hotness. Let's, let's spend two more minutes on this, then we got to move Fair on. Fair enough, Addy. Yes. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I prefer this chick, Mary Elizabeth, over Scarlett. Scarlet no, no, to but, me but, but, does not but, but, seem but, but, no, 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 because of Ian reason. Because um, of this nonsense. No, no, but, but what I'm trying to get to, Addy, is I'm not even talking about whether I prefer them or not. What I'm saying is saying that one person is hot. Like, there's people who are not necessarily attractive, but like, okay, but that person's like hot. Like, in terms of like, um, I, I know the way that they're being projected towards me. Somebody who I'm not particularly like attracted to, but I can be like, all right, that person's a, a hot person, right? But like I wouldn't Mary Elizabeth Winstead is just like what is she like not lacking like what is what is the thing that you're saying that is like, hotness. Oh, she's not Wait, what is hot hotness is what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's, it's an intangible it's thing. It's an intangible that's, thing. Yes, that's what hotness is. Listen, it's, it's either you have it or you Man, don't, you're right? Listen, listen, like like MJ, right? I, for all these dudes, it's like, I, no, no, hold on, it, I, I gotta I gotta stay on my soapbox for a second. All right, for all geez, these fucking you, dudes, you I hear, oh, oh, these people, they're not hot. They they're not attractive. No, what you mean is that she doesn't fucking look this this. This picture right here, she has like all the makeup and all this stuff, right? There's nothing about her that you wouldn't, if you just saw her fucking photo alone, you wouldn't say it's hot. The reason why you're saying that is she's not hot is because in that fucking trailer, she's not dolled up with all this fucking makeup. She's not having all yes, this she fucking was. cleavage. Yes, she, yes, what? She, okay, uh, let's fucking move on. This, yeah. I, this see, is did, I didn't, I, didn't I say move on? Because listen, yeah. uh, no, you're right. You're it's right, the intangible. Right. Okay, yeah, all the intang- what's the intangible that Scarlett Johansson has? What is it? Hotness. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Get the fuck out of my face, dude. That's literally it. Get out of my face, dude. Get the fuck out of here. When we talk about basketball, we talk about like the killer instinct that Jordan has it, right? That's an intangible. There's no way to measure it. Stop saying your nonsense as if it makes sense, okay? There's no way to measure it. Let's go. We got another trailer. We need to go. Jesus Christ. It's not hot, bro. It's fucking stupid. Um, all right, we, we've got uh, a journal for Jordan. Now, look, I, I don't really know anything about this film um, because I literally just uh, it just popped on uh, on my radar today. But uh, this is uh, about a first Sergeant Charles uh, Monroe King before he is killed in action in Baghdad authors a journal for his son intended to tell him um, how to live a decent life despite growing up without his uh, without a father. This is actually directed directed by Denzel Denzel Washington directing a film I don't know if this is the first thing he ever directed but uh, it's certainly the first time that I heard about it uh, and this is written by Dana uh, Can- uh, Candy Candy um, uh, John uh, Burnham and Virgil Williams and the stars of course Michael B. 
Jordan, uh, uh, Tamara Tooney, um, Robert Wisdom, and Susan um, Porfer. Uh, and is due out December 22nd of this year. I think it's due out December. I'm pretty sure it's due out December 22nd of this year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's the, the particulars about the film. Let's, uh, <laughs> those are the particulars. Well, so the reason why I say that is, is cause I was trying to verify that it was December, but the link that I had wasn't for IMDb. It was for the trailer because I fucked up. Um, so I was trying to like, yeah, I think, uh, expected December 22nd, 22nd, 2021. Okay. I was right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's, let's take again a journal. I really am glad you're here. I just want you to enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Why is it always a light skinned chick that he's in the, the movie with? It's a little suspicious. Like a it's like how Will Smith is always opposite of a Latino chick. Hmm. You need to put all that away. I haven't had my coffee yet. Excuse me. Don't fail. This guy's fucking eating weights. Dear George, yeah, yeah, he's Jesus been getting jacked for every movie. Just take one. Definitely don't say this. animated Marry movies. Marry me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's just doing voiceovers. That will tell you what I think beautiful is. I'm ready. Your father wrote that. I'm ready. He wrote this whole thing just for you. Now I'm Love is a choice, Jordan. And real love means you have to sacrifice. But pain is temporary. Real love lasts forever. But remember, Jordan, you have to fight for it. See it exclusively in movie. Oh, you gotta have the Denzel <laughs> voice Denzel over at the off? end. How dare you, Addy? <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I don't know if he actually got it. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, journal for Jordan. Here's what I love about Michael B. Jordan, uh, and I know I'm speaking about the actor, not the film. But wait, wait, wait. Uh, hot or not? Who Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Hot. He's hot. He's, He's hot. Why is he hot? You see his chest. Wait. So okay. So the body. That's what you're saying. Is what's what makes him hot. I guess. I don't want to talk about his dick. I've never seen no, it. No, talk about his face. I mean, does he wear makeup? Like, what is he? I don't know. He's hot. <laughs> He's a good looking guy. Uh, so, uh, but I know I'm speaking about the actor for a second and not the film, but I love Michael B. Jordan's range. He can give you the action. He can give you the, the Killmonger in, in the Marvel film. He can give you the more like storied characters in, in like a, a slower, more like uh, heartfelt, compelling film like this. His range is wonderful, which is why he's one of the leading yeah, men in Hollywood. Sure. Uh, does this film look good? I, I think it looks like a really good story. I'm not sure if uh, Denzel said at the end, this is only in film or only in theaters. Yikes. Now, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's only in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I know why they had Denzel say it at the end because you mm. trust Denzel for sure. Wanna, yeah, yeah. Listen, if Denzel says it, fuck. you're not gonna like hear the PA on the film be like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. only in theaters." You're gonna be like, yeah. "I don't give a fuck." All right, cool. Um, but you hear Denzel, you're like, "Oh, 
okay, maybe I uh, maybe I got to go out to theaters. Yeah, if there was anybody yeah. else, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't you can't, be, can't trust it. I wouldn't yeah. think twice. Yeah, but if Denzel said it, I'm like, you know, what, I'm, yeah, I'll consider maybe, it. Maybe, yeah. But I'm still leaning towards I'm yeah, not going to go see this in theaters. theaters. I look, I look, and people may. People may look back on these things because uh, our audience isn't big, but growing. Um, but other people might look back on this like true, like, you know, uh, cinephiles or whatever the fuck they call them <laughs> uh, might look upon this and be like, yo, you're a piece of shit. Because I say the words, um, if it's not a major action movie, I don't need to see it in theaters. Yeah, yeah, right? like people what? may look at me like I'm a piece of shit for saying that, but that's just the fucking hard truth. That's my truth. Okay. I don't know if that's anybody else's truth. That's my truth. If it's, if there's not fucking huge explosions that I need to see a big fucking IMAX screen for, why the fuck am I in the theaters? I can't, I got a fucking dope ass sound bar. I got a fucking giant 65 inch fucking TV at the crib. I'll be fine watching this at home. It's fine. This movie is this movie's great and there's nothing wrong with that. This movie's yeah. great like watching it on the couch like with either your girl or maybe like your family yeah. or like whatever. But like, this movie is a great home experience. Yeah. In theaters? Yeah. Nah, don't need bro. It, don't. Like I need something a little bit bigger. I, you know, I went to go see The Photograph. Uh, I don't know if you remember that movie with like Keith Stanfield. Uh, with Keith Stanfield and, and, and uh, Issa. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went to go see that in theaters and I just remember sitting in the theater like Oh, there was like no point to me seeing this in theaters. There's nah. there's zero point you to me seeing this in theaters. Yeah, it was uh, it was like around Valentine's Day, and we were just like looking for. So- I, I forget yeah, your we- financial advisor is like <laughs> You saw the photograph, and you saw the Green Knight twice. Well, my, my financial financial advisor has other things to worry about other than the fucking <laughs> yeah. me seeing a His couple clients movies. doing shit like this. Yeah. It's gonna drop you. Um, <laughs> she's gonna drop because yeah. I go see the photograph. If you're not worried about your financial future, then he can't be. He can't uh, represent you. Fair enough. Uh, but I remember Check seeing. Email. I remember seeing that in theaters, thinking like, ah, dang, I don't really need to see this in theaters because not only did the story not warrant it, but it was just like it's not big enough. I don't need that. Like, there's nothing I need to see on this screen that's like warrants me having to do. I need yeah. to see that in theaters. I got to see that on my IMAX theaters, right? I, the biggest screen you have, I need to see that on. Fucking Michael B. Jordan reading a poem to his like son. I'll be all right. I think I can, yeah. And then, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to dog movies. Like uh, there'll be the occasional movie that's not an action movie that I'm like, okay, it'd be cool to see that in theaters, right? It's a new age, man. I don't, I don't need to go to a theater to see no, this. If this is yeah. out in theaters and we're just looking for something to do to get out real quick. Cool. Listen, I don't. What do you call them? The cinephiles or whatever. Yeah. You're not gonna guilt trip me into go seeing some like somber, lowly, quiet, sad story, heartfelt movie in theaters just yeah. because you're a film buff. No, no. If I'm gonna go to the theaters, I want to see the big shit. Well, so so the the argument would be, and uh, Eddie, you can. This is the end of our review of the trailer for a, a journal for Jordan. It looks. Let me give you my quick thoughts about it before I before we wrap here. Look, look like a dope premise but it looks um it looks like they're tugging on the heartstrings and i always have a thing about people trying to like evoke emotion in like a or and that's stupid because all trailers try to evoke some sort of emotion but um but when they try to go for this really sort of like you're supposed to your heart's supposed to be touched by this you know it's just like it's not like i know this yeah, I don't know that nigga. I know. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm cool. Just tell me what the story is, and we're good there. But they they try to do it in such a way here that it's just like, 
Yeah, you need to see this, and it's but, just like I. But that's just me. Again, that's just that's so just, just tell me what happened. I don't um, need to cry about it. But Michael B. doing this, I think he's he's a he, masterful in terms of the projects that he chooses. Because what does he do? He does fucking. Uh, he's does a movie for Amazon uh, with Prime, no remorse, um, without remorse or whatever. Remorse. Plays a dude in, in in a war. What does he do? That's an action, mindless fucking. I'm just shooting everybody in sight. What does he do as a follow up? He's like, oh, I want to do that same thing. Is this? But double a, dip, uh, double dip as a what? Did he? So he played in one movie where he's like a soldier who lost his wife and goes on this like mission to like avenge her death and blah blah blah. Yeah. Now he's playing a soldier. It looks like in this film he dies, but he leaves a journal to his son or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Damn, you just got to go from lot B to lot C. <laughs> you don't even have to change your yeah. outfit. No, you're or good. You're yeah, like, they just shot it during it. Yeah. They just, they just, you know, he, he would go do. They one were scene shooting at the same at time. At the same time, yeah. Uh, wow. Who, who has a same dance? <laughs> Double yeah, dip. Yeah, okay, yeah, smart guy. Um, but the but the reason why I bring that up is because he. He goes from doing. He doesn't want to be typecast. So what mm-hmm. does he do? He does the same. He plays. He's a soldier. Sensitive though. Yeah. Sensitive. No shooting. Mm-hmm. No. No killing in this one. At least so far as we know. But you know, we're gonna tone that down a bit. We're gonna go to the sensitive side with that. You know, you put on the Barry White real quick. You know, let's slow this thing down real quick. Smart guy, this yeah. guy. You know when they, when fucking Taj and them were talking, smart guy. What they fucking meant was Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he might be like the like the wing stop of actors. It's like you, <laughs> you can fuck? get it. You can get it. You, you, you can get the Buffalo. You can get the old whatever bay, you want. Whatever you can get you the want honey get. barbecue. Regular barbecue. All flavors available. What you want? You want lemon pepper, um, garlic. Aioli, whatever you want. Look, but that that was our our chop up about a a, a journal for Jordan. But look, what I want to get at, yeah, yeah, because I cut Denzel off. Yeah, like it. Who does that? Who uh, only only a white guy does that? Only a white dude cuts Denzel off. (laughs) Uh, He did direct Antoine Fisher, Fences, and The Great Debaters. I knew Mm. he did. I I thought I had. I remember he did Fences. Uh, The Great Debaters is new to me, Um, but I'm. Antoine I, Fisher I completely forgot about Antoine Fisher. I, yeah. I don't know why that yeah. that completely. Yeah. Uh, Fences fucked me up. I watched it on a flight. I, remember I was yeah, I was crying Balling like a little baby. Oh I haven't watched Fences yet, and I'm Ooh. I'm still I'm still like ah oh, shit. I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. It seems rough. <laughs> that shit will have yeah. you balling. He phenomenal film. Yeah, he's uh, is it was originally a screenplay or uh, a stage play uh, that that they converted to uh, to theatrical release, but. Um, but anyways, uh, so so what I want to get at, get at real quick, super quick, two seconds on this. Um, look, I get why people want to see things in theaters, right? Because movies are literally made for theaters, right? With uh, their sound production and uh, how they shoot the film uh, in terms of like the aspect ratios and all this other shit, right? They're literally made for theaters. But the problem is times have changed, right? I can sit at home cook myself a meal and i don't have to fucking go off the to the theater and pay you know fucking 70 dollars for like two tickets and a two popcorns right i can just make all that shit at home and pay 20 bucks for whatever you know the on-demand shit is people are weird in the sense that they argue against this it's like oh this is disturbing the theatrical release bitch i'm not made of money like i don't i don't know what i have to communicate if you came down on the price like if it was the same like if it was the same for us to go to theaters now as it was like 40 years ago, cool. I have no problem p- 
paying five bucks for a fucking ticket, you know, or and it wasn't even that. It's probably less, right? Yeah, it's probably it's probably like, like three, four bucks, right? Um, for 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 a ticket, if it costs the same for concession stand as it did 30, 40 years ago, cool. Times have fucking changed. Those yeah. prices are OC. If people don't know what the fuck OC is, out of control. Okay, <laughs> you're out of fucking control, right? And so when I say I don't want to go to theaters, this doesn't it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy the theatrical release because look, I just went to go see Gre- uh, the Green Knight twice. Wildly different experiences both times seeing it. First, uh, first time seeing it. I saw it. This theater only had like two people in it. I saw it up the street at the Charles. The Charles is basically just like your local like fucking art house like film theater, right? Like they don't show all the big releases. Oh, they do sometimes, but not all the time, right? Um, mostly they show like the indie films, right? Yeah. Um, there was two people in the theater, right? And it was just like a, you know, it, it was just basically as if I was like sitting home watching it, right? Because there was like not that many people there. The second time, there was like, it was like middle of the day on Saturday. There were a lot, not a lot, but a healthy amount of people there, right? Plus I saw it with like other people, um, like in my, my role. Different experience because people laughed at times. I, I didn't laugh and I noticed that of like, oh, that's interesting. You laughed at this moment, but I didn't necessarily find it that funny um or like we all collectively laughed at some scenes and that made it feel a little different but if that cost me like 80 bucks to fucking do that versus just sitting at home to watch the fucking movie i'm going to sit at home and watch the fucking movie unless the movie is that fucking like theatrical where it has the bells and the fucking whistles where i'm like i have to see this on this is yeah i have to see this on big Sur. so and, and a quick note about that like yeah. so when i went to see both old and the green knight in theaters mm-hmm. so two very different experiences <laughs> yeah, sure. so the green knight for some reason like the girl that was sitting directly next to me and and this is not to um make fun of or <laughs> oh, say it, just say it. don't try to dress it up just say no, it right but i believe she may have had like a uh, like disorder like tourette's or something like that because mm-hmm. like she would fidget every 30 seconds now, when you say the girl you were sitting next to i assume you're not meaning no, no, yeah, no. I'm not even my girl. I mean, like, the okay, girl I was... Just yeah, yeah. another So, like, person. we'd be watching the movie, and then, like, every, like, two or three minutes, she would just be like... <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not... I don't want to laugh at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at it. And, like, so, again, it didn't really bother me, you know, like... Because it, it wasn't too distracting or disturbing. Um, and it was that's still a great pretty, film. But that's like, pretty distracting. Every, I don't know. <laughs> so, I... I didn't mind it as much as like my my girlfriend Emily did, but like yeah. literally every like two or three minutes, you would just, yeah, that's, that's and I'll be like, yeah. okay, you know, okay, like I'm again, I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Like they don't, it's not my right to make them feel uncomfortable. So, but the film was still great, right? We, but, but what you're talking about is you don't control the circumstance when when that happens, right? And like if you're those, sitting next yeah. to this person, that's just you sitting and, next to this person. And for the those rest of circumstances the have a great impact on, on like how you the take film. I went to go see The Lion King, uh, the theater for some fucking reason. I don't know if they're having like a fucking sewer issue or something like that. The whole smell like shit, yo. The whole fucking theater smelled like mm, shit. Nah. Not only that, but there were people in the theater who were just fucking just. 
being obnoxious. I, they must have been on some sort of drugs or some shit because they were just like fucking spazzing out during the whole course of yeah. the movie. And then the sound for the movie, there must have been something wrong with like the fucking technical side of it where they the sound just wasn't. You can barely kind of like hear the movie. Yeah. All those were out of my control and I fucking spent like $60 to go see this movie. Look, most movies, I'm not going to lie, like you gen- generally don't have problems like like that going like this this Tourette's issue. <laughs> That's not every time you fucking go to the theater no, that somebody's got an issue, right? But it's just like, I'm not fucking spending $60 to sit in a fucking theater just to sit in the dark next to yeah. you know somebody who's going to fucking like make my, whether they are whether they have an issue like that or they're, they're just speaking loudly, like, yeah. oh shit, like, watch out. Like, no, if we're at home and the other person is talking loudly, I'm like, yo, shut up. And especially <laughs> movies like this, right? Where like you really have to pay attention to everything that's going on in the movie. Like, it's... The movie's about the dialogue. It's about the plot. It's about the yep. characters. And it's about like some underlying messages, right? But if I'm going to go see uh, fucking Transformers Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> I don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're good. It, We're good. Just you know, cue it up. <laughs> hey, just quiet down over there. Let me watch it blow up in yeah, peace, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, again, like for those types of movies, home. Transformers. I'm going to the theaters to see it because I want the big shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I have no problem seeing some big action movie. Anyways, we spent already too much time on that. Yeah. Um, let, let's quickly blow through the rest of our <laughs> our topics uh, here. So, uh, let's, first, let, let's, I really, the other thing, I don't know. No, no we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to blow through it. I promise you we'll get out of here at a reasonable time. Um, but I do want to touch on these topics mostly because I need content for <laughs> the channel. <laughs> um, let's do it. Okay. So, look, let's, let's talk about this I Am Legend situation. So, look, with this whole coronavirus situation, everybody's spazzing the fuck out eh, nothing makes sense anymore i don't want to get vaccinated because you know, i'm scared <laughs> the government is forcing it into my body the, the chips like, no in our body we're you know we're becoming magnetized whatever fucking crazy thing they're saying look i'm not saying that you shouldn't be skeptical of something i'm just saying like for one yeah absolutely do your research i wouldn't expect anything less but then also fucking live in the realm of reality right like if you're going to have an objection for something, fucking live in reality with your objection, right? So with the coronavirus, there's a whole bunch of people out there fucking just not getting the 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 uh, vaccine, not because it's like there's like true like actual concrete scientific fucking concerns about it, right? No, not that. It's just it, oh the, the zombies on fucking I am legend. The fucking zombies on a fictional film based off of a fictional work is going to be your guidance in terms of how this plays out. You're a fucking idiot. Look, let me explain. So, uh, basically, there was this article that came out in the New York Times uh, that basically explained that, like, an employee of somewhere, I don't know know if it was, I don't know where the fuck it was, but an employee of somewhere basically had concerns of the vaccine because they had watched the movie I Am Legend starring Will Smith, and they were like, oh, well, I mean, that's how it happened in the movie, right? Like, these, you know, they took a vaccine and then all these people turned into a zombie. I don't want to do that. I, I saw the example of it on fucking, you know, in theaters. You know, I paid my 60 bucks and I saw what happens at the end of this story. Yeah. You um, know when you ask, like, if murder wasn't legal, would you murder? Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in situations like this, oh my God. Like you just wish, if you could stab this guy a few times in an alley, I yeah. would. Look, but continue. Uh, uh, so, so the. That employee, the, I mean. Uh, the co writer, <laughs> the co writer for the film had to come out on Twitter and be like, literally, like, say, oh my God, it's a movie. 
I made that up. It's not real. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, this guy is uh, Goldsman is his uh, is his last name. He he basically was like on Twitter, like, dude, you're f- I fucking made this shit up. I just I was fucking scratching my balls, and when I'm like, hey, this might be a good thing for a fucking. Film. And then on on top of that, they weren't even correct about. The, that actual aspect of the film what happened in the film is basically somebody was doing some um um engineering to a virus as like a cure to cancer right uh which is different from fucking having a vaccine that yeah. we have plenty of fucking vac. not only it's so stupid for so many reasons one of which is dude like we the flu vaccines out there uh fucking measles uh, fucking nobody gets polio Habititis anymore. A, B, C, you gotta get vaccinated for all those things. You take plenty of fucking medicines uh, for fucking random shit. No like, one what knows the? what's in Casamigos. Everyone's Yo, just drinking it. I don't right? know what the fuck that is. Was that English that <laughs> you just it's, spoke? It's, it's, George, it's George Clooney's tequila, <laughs> okay. which is like the biggest new tequila out. We don't know what's yeah. in it, but we drink it all the time, just like we don't know what's in the if fucking people, Like If the Moderna. government was genuine, look, they put shit in your salt. The salt that you're pouring on your food? What the fuck? There's, is, there's iodine. Iodized, <laughs> I, I, what is it? I, ionized iodine. Iodine. That's, that's what it's called. Iodine. Iodine. Yes. Iodine. What does that even mean? Yeah. I look. I. I'm not even. I can't even pronounce to, that word. I can say vaccine though. <laughs> no, but but the point that I'm trying to. They put shit in your water, your tap water that you're pouring out your fucking tap. There's shit in that. Yeah. Fucking Parks and Rec already went I don't this, know okay? what's in Mio. <laughs> I just put it in my drink because it tastes better. Um, well, my point is, is if, if the government truly wanted to administer something to you, if they really wanted to like give you something as like a way of either tracking you or like just turning you into a fucking zombie or whatever the fuck it is, they have 80 million other ways of doing it that are far simpler than giving the world a fucking pandemic level virus. And then being like, oh, well, we have these vaccines, which there are other fucking vaccines in the world. Right. So like these, this Pfizer, like if, if, and then there's just so many fucking things that are just like, think. Now, now here's the other thing. Like if they were charging you for the vaccine, right. If they yeah. gave the virus, they spread the virus and then in charge for the vaccine. That's suspicious. And you can profit. That's suspicious. Yeah. But like I got the vaccine for free. Right. Yeah. And not to mind you, this is a global virus that is wrecked global economies on yeah. a scale like on an unprecedented scale. You think scale. the masters of business are like, yeah, let's let's find a way to let's fuck up the fuck world's economy. Everything let's up. do it. Fuck to, it. Only to kill, like, you know, um, I think the total well, death rate so, for the vaccine so is 3 million. So actually playing a video right now, right? Uh, so if you want to talk about I Am Legend, look at these. I don't even know if it was because she was like uh, not master or anything, but this is what the fuck I call I Am Legend. This zombie looking motherfucker right here. That's what the fuck is I am legend, okay? The zombie exists and that's 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 her. She's a fucking zombie. Look at her. She's listen, a psychopath. Look at her. No, listen, listen. Some doctor drugged her up. Now she has 24 <laughs> hours to live. Give her a gun. Her name is Kate. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing this is uh midway through the movie. This, this is within the second this act. This is the audition <laughs> tape that she submitted. Uh, look at she her. was fucking ramming her head into the fucking thing. But anyways, look, I don't want to spend too much time on this. But look, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make to this, the, the writer of the film had to come out and be like, it was fucking, it's fiction. M- my central idea here is why is it that you'll trust a fictional film that some numbnuts created 
in his fucking basement late at night. You'll believe that over like a majority of the world scientists coming in by like, yes, we're okay with this. Yeah. So, How is that? Yeah. So I, I think what happens is the question for me is like, why do we, uh, why do people compare things like these, right? Why are we at a point where like we're comparing something that's very serious, right? Something that's near and dear to a lot of people who've lost loved ones to a film that we know is entirely rooted in fiction. It's because like a lot of times like we as just regular people, we allow this shit, right? We allow someone to come into a conversation and say, oh, well, this is like I am legend. No, the fuck is is not. I should be able to slap you without any consequence. (laughs) (laughs) No, the fuck wearing a mask is not like slavery. Yeah. I should be able to slap you without any consequence, right? <laughs> 400 years of slaps. Unimpeded. Yeah, I, I should, should be able to be slap able to you, slap you, your children, and like future generations <laughs> for, for the remarks Yeah, they should get uh, grandfathered. The yeah, slaps yeah. should oh, be uh, My children down. should be able to yeah, slap yeah, your yeah, children. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, and, and here's the thing. Here, here's my final words when it comes down to the virus. It is not like any film we've ever seen. It is not like Contagion. It is not like I Am Legend. It is not like uh, fucking uh, Dawn of the Dead or Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead. It's not like any of these things. It is a virus. Um, the, conta- the the vaccine is, is meant to... Um, I would say not cure. It's not a vaccine. It's not, it's not a cure. It's a vaccine. Right. And Mm. like it was developed within a reasonable time enough to help solve or alleviate the problem. Obviously, hopefully this thing will get better. I don't fucking know. Right. But I do know three things for the people who are saying like, Oh, the government doesn't have a right to force me to uh, put something in my body. No, no, the government does not have a right. And you don't have, you're not being forced to take it. You don't have to, you have three choices. Take the vaccine, you're for the most part okay don't take the vaccine wear a mask right just be conscious of everybody else mm-hmm. or stay the fuck at home if you don't want to get the vaccine or don't wear a mask stay the fuck at home right but yeah. like the people who don't want to get the vaccine they don't want to do any of the other things they're like well sure. i don't want to get the vaccine i don't want to stay at home i don't want to wear a mask yeah fuck those people well it, it's the reason why we're probably going to go extinct at some point in time <laughs> i don't know if it's in the near future some point because it's just there's just too many not just stupid people, but people who like just willfully just rebel against fucking reality, right? Like, yeah. Who just who are just like, I don't care what you're showing me. I want to believe whatever the fuck I want to believe and fuck everything else. Now, but then when you ask those people, what do you believe? They don't know. No, I, I think they they do know. It's just so scattered brain that you're just like, wait, you don't see these obvious contradictions in the things that you believe. Like, so for instance, right? When I watch movies, I often ask myself, like, why don't people watch movies and be like, oh yes i should take this lesson out of this movie right like when i see a movie and there's like this like fucking villain that you're just like this guy's clearly the villain right like there's this uh thing from how i met your mother where like barney um is he loves um uh billy zapka i think is his name maybe i'm getting that wrong but he's he's like the villain of uh the karate kid right versus being like danny who's i guess the uh the the supposed to be like the hero of the film and he like, and everybody's just like, why do you, why do you like the villain of the film? He's like, I don't know, because he's the Cobra Kai, he, or he's the uh, Karate Kid, you know. Um, and that's why I see is like most people is just like they watch movies and they get the completely wrong things. So, but it's weird how like they'll pull out things from like I Am Legend and be like, that's real. But this other pe- person displaying this very human characteristic that we're just like, hey, you shouldn't do this. They're like, I don't see it. I don't understand. Like, I don't it's, not, it's not as glaring, <laughs> yeah. right? It's not yeah. as dramatic. And that's what they're yeah. going for. For sure. Let's uh, let's move on to our next story here. 
um, you know, from the fucking stupid ass I am legend people um, to something else that's very interesting. This is very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where this conversation is going to go. Look, Quentin Tarantino came out and basically, I guess he was like on a podcast or a show or something like that, where he basically said, yeah, uh, I don't give my mom shit. Um, all the millions that I have now, look, Quentin Tarantino is worth about $120 million, right? Um, and, and that's just what we, what's reported. Who knows what he's doing uh, as far as like narcos and shit. But, um, <laughs> uh, but he's worth about 120 million and he's like, nah, I'm not giving my mom shit. You know? Um, now the reason why he's not giving his mom anything is because he basically said when he was younger and he was basically, you know, while he was in school, he would like work on his screenplays, like while he's in class, uninterested in his actual school. Right. Uh, now obviously that led to, I'm sure just shitty grades and you know, all that, that entails. Um, uh, and his mom basically told him, Hey, you know, um, uh, and I can give you the exact quote that he, at least he, that he says is, um, he says, uh, and then in the middle, uh, of the little tirade, she said, Oh, and by the way, this little writing career, uh, and then he says with finger quotes, um, this little writing career that you're doing that expletive, um, I don't know who the fuck wrote this article, but you can just fucking say it, uh, is uh, expletive over. Uh, so he's basically saying that his mom says this right to him right now. He did go on to say that he actually has helped her out in the past. Like she got into an issue with the IRS. Now, way to put your mom on front street that you just put in her business up on front street with the fucking IRS. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So but, just to iron out what he like, the full thing of what he said, he said, um, uh, when she said that to me in a sarcastic way in my head, I go, okay, lady, when I become a successful writer, you will never see a penny for my success. There will be no house or no, be no house for you. There's no vacation for you. No Elvis Cadillac for mommy. You won't, uh, you get nothing because you said that and yeah. then he said he helped out of jam with the irs yeah um Eddie, uh this is uh this is number four for the stories if you want to change the uh the lower third I didn't aaron Rodgers do something like this the lower thirds are wrong Ooh, you fucked it up so i'm gonna uh, blabber yeah, here i think Tri- 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 did something like this recently and number five is greatest of all time that's weird Tri- what was number three well let's find out Kate. Weird. I think you had Kate twice. Oh. Not my fault. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Can, what were you saying about this? No, I was, I was going to say, like, I think Aaron Rodgers has, like, some issue like this with his family. But I, I think oh, yeah, he definitely, like doesn't, he, he definitely doesn't like his family. <laughs> uh, or at least he doesn't just fuck with them on a, on a regular basis, I guess. Um, what, were, what are your thoughts on... Uh, on this whole Quentin Tarantino thing? Sure, sure. Um, I don't know. I think we all come from different, like, uh, home environments, right? In some environments, our parents are very supportive, um, and they build us up. In other environments, sometimes, you know, our parents have been destructive, and they, like, you know, destroy our sense of confidence or our sense mm. of self. Yeah. Um, and that's because not every person or not everyone who can have children is meant to have children, right? Yeah. So it seems like in Quentin Tarantino's situation, his mother's maybe she was more traditional. She was like, get good grades, go to college, be a doctor, be a lawyer. Like she probably didn't believe in like the arts, right? Writing, painting, sure. acting, any of those things, right? Yeah. Uh, so she probably 
you know, berated him, belittled him, demeaned him in a way that was like so sensitive to him that he's never gotten over it. Mm -hmm. But I would be interested to hear his mother's side of the story where Mm. maybe she just did that because she wanted a, 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 you know, a better future for her son and she didn't think it was writing movies. She didn't think that was, being a Hollywood movie director was like a reality for anyone that she ever knew, anyone from their community, from their city, from their town. And she was like, I don't think my son can achieve that. but what I think is achievable is to become like a doctor or lawyer something you can or a banker something you can see and touch and interact with every day Mm -hmm. but you never know how powerful the words you say are to individual people and how much they'll carry that oh for sure do I think that motivated Quentin Tarantino to become the director he is absolutely for sure do I think he owes his mother anything for it not really we might disagree there we might disagree there but do I think like Despite your success, despite Mm. your upbringing, despite whatever like abuse or challenges you may have to face, I think Mm. the real victory is saying like, all right, you know what? You didn't believe in me. You didn't empower me. You didn't, you were not a part of my success. Mm. I've arrived nonetheless. Uh, you're still my mom. I still love you. So I'm going to take care of you. You know, uh, maybe I won't buy you the Cadillac. I'll get you the Toyota RAV4. You know, maybe I'm not going to get you the house with the pool, yeah. but it'll have a nice backyard. Um, that this is the least I could do for you. I'm worth 120 million. Yeah. Um, so we disagree in that. Um, he he does owe something, and and what I mean by that is, look, I don't know what the inner work is. She might have been abusive to him. Maybe that's not the extent of it. Right? Like maybe she was actually like either physically or just like super emotionally like abusive to him, right? But if it's to the extent that of the comments that he made, Quentin, let's get over this. All right, let's go to therapy. Let's figure that's this out. Kind of petty. right? <laughs> you know, because if it's that, who doesn't have a story of their parents being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, <laughs> what are you trying to do? This other shit that doesn't I can't fucking figure out. That's like artsy and shit. Fuck that shit. Hit the fucking books. My yeah. dude, who doesn't have that story, you know? So look, but I'm not trying to like minimize his experience um, because, you know, only he knows what his relationship with his mom was like. But what I will say is, is that, look, no matter what happens, right? Our parents, at least the ones who are actually there to some degree are owed something bringing you into this world and that is only worth so much because a lot of people can fucking you know procreate if right? my so, girlfriend were here she would say that any child brought into this world did not ask to be brought in fair they enough were, they were just no, no, brought here no but uh, you're absolutely right no no child asked to be brought into the world but what i'm saying is they brought you into the world in terms of they brought you into the world and at least some degree taking care of you i'm not talking about those shitty parents who just fucking have kids and they're like ah fuck this kid right and just like fucking also, if my girlfriend to play devil's advocate, she would yeah. say that not only were it is for each child, right? Not mm. they don't choose to be brought into this world, yeah. But it is not that like you. It's not like they're asking you to provide for them. It is your responsibility, legal responsibility. No, to do so. I'm not fighting against these. These yeah. aren't false statements. I, I'm, I'm not devil's advocate. No, no, you're 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 good to play devil's advocate. What I'm saying is, you, it's absolutely correct. I'm not fighting against that. But what I'm saying is. But even that in its essence, isn't that still worth something considering the alternative, <laughs> right? Like you could have a kid and just leave him in the fuck. I was just watching the movie, one of my favorite movies of all time, Losing Isaiah. Um, I was watching that the other day about, uh, and it's basically like Holly Berry, she plays a drug addict who leaves her kid in like a fucking dumpster and goes back to find him. And what he's like already ball? gone. 
No, no, no. Her kid got ran over by the car. Not Monster Ball, but thanks for that spoiler alert for the people who who want to watch Monster Ball or who are late to that party. Um, But but yeah, like uh, she just left her kid in in a dumpster. What I'm saying is that that's got to be worth something. There are a lot of shitty parents. And look, you know, talking to Eddie here, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure for one, I feel like my dad and I make no, you know, uh, a small thing about this. My dad's a piece of shit. <laughs> I have no problem saying that on a podcast, you know? Um, and, but, but the, I think the difference with when I look at like my dad is like my, my problem with him is that for one, he was just so pl- problematic, like just period, just as a human being. And on top of that, he ain't take care of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like, it, it's, it's a different vibe when the person doesn't give a fuck, like whether you're eating, whether you're sleeping, whether you're doing whatever, it's a different vibe when that person's just not there to like take care of, or when they're there, they just don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Like that's a different vibe than somebody who's like, okay, I'm going to make you sure you eat. I'm going to make sure you go to school. I'm going to make sure I care about you doing something in school. Different vibe than somebody who's just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, if you want a hundred million dollars today, Mm. What would you? What, what would be the your payback for your father? Uh probably just if he has like any sort of like uh, medical issues or medical debt or whatever, I'd probably okay. take care of that. But that's that's to the extent of it. So unlike, it's kind of like so Quentin no Tarantino. house, no Cadillac. No, but but that but that's different from. I think that's a little different from Quentin Tarantino scenario where his mom was trying to get him to do better in school. I don't think that's a bad. thing thing you know yeah. that she's saying i i think it's it's short-sighted on her part to not recognize that hey this thing that he's working on could actually turn out to be a thing but which one of our parents do <laughs> like yeah. unless you're fucking hippies from the from like the 70s like so the the thing that i will give him is like we i mean this is a very small fraction of the story right we don't know like maybe this is a persistent thing throughout his entire childhood right um, maybe this abuse that he's speaking of in this one situation is something that happened every day for, for sure. many, many years. And for maybe sure. there was other forms of abuse that happened. I think it's interesting that like, if you have a kid and when you get, you know, when your kids get older and you get older, if their tone, their whole vibe is pretty much like, yo, fuck you. I feel like you did something wrong more so than like they're on. I would have to agree with that. I yeah. would have to agree with that. If, so, if, if you're not friends with your kid by the time that they reach their teenage years, look, teenagers are just a fucking nightmare. I was a nightmare when I was a teenager. I'm sure you were probably the same. Yeah. But I think, but I think that the, the, the errors that I see with my, you know, like more specifically with my, my mom, for instance, is, is that I think you, you really do have to be truly invested into your kid's life as in like, hey, we're going to be um, we're, we're going to be friends, you know, uh, when you get to be the my dog, uh, Bud here. He's always trying to be a part of the show. This fucking loud ass uh, nails. Um, <laughs> yikes. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Um, uh, that, that's dog abuse. Uh, uh, but um but you, you do really look you you have a kid um so i'm sure you have a completely different outlook on this than, than i do but i i feel like you have to like be invested in the kid's life as in like hey we're gonna be buddies like you know i'm still your parent but i gotta be like i gotta figure out like what's going on and not from a what are you doing kind of way but from a hey talk to me yeah well, how was your day like also you know? 
you need to know I will whoop your ass. But like, hopefully, <laughs> but, you know, come on, hopefully, I'm not gonna do that every day. Hopefully, just yeah, yeah, occasionally, I gotta like punch you in the yeah. chest real quick. Mondays but. at seven o'clock because I know you did something wrong. Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, right? Like when you talk about twenty, thirty years later, when you're later in when you're late in life, I think if you were not even a good parent, just a halfway decent parent, you're gonna arrive to the point where where you're older and your kid is like, okay, you know what? I'll I'll pay it back, right? I'll take care of you. I'm not just gonna be like fuck you. If your kid just straight up walk past you in at the mall, or like if you're at Starbucks and like you look behind you and your kid is behind you and they ignore you or don't pay for your coffee, you fucked up. <laughs> don't pay for your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, hey, 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 dad, you know uh, this one's on me. And they're like, yo, I don't fucking know this guy. Spit in his cup. You <laughs> fucked up. So I, sure. I wonder what Quentin Tarantino's mom did. But fuck them both. We've got some exciting shit to get to. Ooh, I might catch a body tonight. Listen, I already got to be in court on Monday, okay? okay. I just feel like I'm going to rack it's up charges after TMI. tonight. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. But uh, yeah. Well, I'm it's not Tuesday. Are the courts Tuesday? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I mean, this is. I was just joking. Um, uh, it's Wednesday today, so I don't know if you know. Okay. Yeah, I know. What yeah, day. yeah, you're confused I'll already. I, I'm, I'm excited. I meant Monday, as in this upcoming Monday. But then you ruined the joke, so I flipped it to Tuesday. I don't know where this is going. Please get on to whatever the fuck yeah. you're trying to say. <laughs> I, yeah, so, so, so you run the joke. Anyway. I'm that was my to, intent. Make you look bad off the bat. That's, I'm about that's to catch my a body intent. here in this debate. I'm going <laughs> to mm. rack up these charges. Okay. Tough talk. Oh, listen, that's I, a lot of things. The key to life is low expectations. Mm-hmm. So now you're now you're ratcheting up the expectations. People are going to be having wild expectations for you uh, for the rest of this, this program. The key to life is high expectations getting paid for those high expectations and under delivering like Trump and they just get out of there. <laughs> right? I'm out. You paid me for those high expectations. You paid that high amount. Yeah. I under delivered. I'm still out. Fair right. enough. Fair Let's enough. go. Uh, look, man, uh, we've been doing this greatest show of all time bracket. Look, last week we did, uh, Mad, we did Men, Mad Men and Friends. Friends. Um, I'm not trying to gloat or anything like that, but Addy put it out on his IG. We put it out on the Fade Podcast IG. Uh, looks like Friends might take it with the audience at least. I don't know what Sergio's uh, vote was, so we can't really call that one. That might be, you know what they say on election, too close to call. That might be too close to call right now. Okay, so we'll hold off on that a week. It's fine. At the end of this, uh, we only have one more uh, week to go as far as the first round goes. We'll announce what all the winners are, what round two is going to look like. Okay. Tonight, though, very exciting matchup. Very exciting matchup. We have in one corner the Fresh Prince himself, Bel Air, the one, the only, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Of course, starring one Will Smith. And in the other corner, the grimy, the gritty, intense, the wire. Ooh, what a matchup. Let me get a clap one time from everybody for the matchup. Come on, everybody. Everybody. Come on, everybody. There you go. I got some trumpets. Why can't you ride with? I'm trying to hype the whole thing up. Why won't you wipe? Yeah, true. I should have. Jesus not, Christ. I'm in battle mode. Okay, you're right. You're right. 
<laughs> I'm trying to give us some fucking push here, and you're like, no. Listen, I'm absolutely in war mode. Okay? You're right. You're right. I, I should have <laughs> rode with you on that one. Like, if you can't get excited about it, how come everybody else get excited? Anyways, um, look. Let's 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 play no games. Let's let's mince no words. Uh, let's just get into the battle here. Um, our first category, as with every week uh, thus far, we have three categories: acting, uh, character development, overall story, and uh, a wild card uh, uh, category. Uh, this tonight is going to be best episode of the series. Okay. Um, and so we're going to go through one by one. Um, how should we decide who goes first? Are we going to let Addy decide? Should we do a coin flip? Like, what's going to be? I You went first the first week. I went first last week. Let's let Addy decide. Okay. All right. Oh, where's my mic at? There we go. All right. We're going to have Tunde go first. Hmm. Okay. Only because you got to come out hot. <laughs> Otherwise, you're probably going to lose again. I'm just being real. Addy, you, for, for one, we don't even know if I lost friends, right? Because uh, we still need surgery as well. It's but then two. 88% on my eye. Two. So you got that. Two. Um, Listen, don't try to hide yourself I, up. He I, said what I he work, said. I work with it. Extremely we got a show to Extremely well under pressure. Let's, let's don't, don't try, sure to, don't try to add pressure as if I'm going to fold. Boy, you, boy, you, you don't know me. You know what I'm boy, open up I'm LeBron in game six no, of the series, okay? <laughs> you're like R.J. Smith when he went the other way. <laughs> First of all, it's J.R. Smith. J.R. R.J. Whatever. <laughs> whatever works for you. We'll, we'll, we don't need to remember if, the, if that's Yeah, if that's how your facts roll tonight, I feel like I'm I'm in for a good night. I'm in for a good night. (laughs) Jesus, you still don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows. It's good night for me. Anyways, okay. Let's uh, let's let's roll with it. I need the bell. Ring me in. All right. First category is acting. Okay. Um, So. The, the, where I'll start with the acting is, is that everybody on the show for The Wire does a fucking fantastic job. But really where I want to focus my attention, not only are there the actual actors for the show doing such a great job, right, with the show that, you know, uh, numerous awards that they're up for, yada, yada. The fact that like a third of their cast are Baltimore natives aren't even actors and they were still able to produce a convincing show beyond words how fucking great that is uh we have snoop everybody knows who the fuck snoop is right felicia uh pearson felicia snoop pearson right um jay landsman uh was in the series ed fucking norris who's actually a fucking cop in the series right doesn't skip a beat now you might say to yourself well that's fine you know whatever right but the truth is that's very uncommon for you to have non-actors act in an entire fucking TV show and have them be great. Here's an example. Now, I, I have to admit, I did find this on, on while I was doing my research on this. I did find this on Reddit, but it reminded me of a key point. The movie Boyhood, uh, which was, you know, also sort of inspired by like, hey, realism, right? Um, that had characters that uh, that were, were townspeople or whatever. And they sucked. <laughs> Everybody noticed immediately that they sucked. So you can produce a work that has people who are supposed to be the real people and for it to be terrible because they're not actually actors or actresses, right? What's so important and fucking mesmerizing about the series is that they uh, they do such an incredible job without having that background. It's like a third of the fucking people on the wire uh, who do this, which to me just tips the scales completely in favor of of the wire because of the nature 
uh, of not only that everybody does a great job that they were up for all these awards, but that a lot of the actors and actresses or, or some of the actors and actresses on the show weren't even actual actors or actresses. Okay. Coming out the blocks. Hot. How'd I look, Addy? That was all right. So this is what we're talking about. uh, (laughs) Best actors, right? Let's go. Wait for the bell. So we're talking about best actors. Uh, I'm not even going to name the heavyweights so far, right? I'm just going to name a few people that uh, that you you may know who appeared in this series over time. Tyra Banks. Let's talk about Nia Long. Right. Let's talk about the DJ Jazzy Jeff. I mean, this show gave us two women that we both still, you know, yeah, you had the, your, your two, your favorite auntie. This show gave you two favorite aunties. We got two different aunt vivs throughout the show, which has resulted in a decade, multi-decade long conversation about who's the better Aunt Viv, right? You got light skin Aunt Viv, you got dark skin Aunt Viv, you got Daphne Reed versus Janet Hubert, both powerful women who played essential roles throughout the course of this show, who gave you very, very, very different energies, uh, stellar performances. Rarely have you ever seen this happen, where uh, a, a cast member in a show gets replaced by another actor or actress, and they come in and they own the character in such a way that like, you don't forget the other actor or actress, but you remember them. We got two Aunt Vivs from this show. Um, we've got uh, Hilary Banks. We've got Jeffrey the Butler, uh, Tatiana Ali, uh, Alfonso Rubio, who is now, I believe, the host of um, this game show. It's like a, it's some fucking game show. I forget what it is. But anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's still he's still doing a lot of great things in Hollywood. But like, he? Let's get to the heavyweights. Let's get to the heavyweights, okay? First things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Okay, mm-hmm. and when I talk about Uncle Phil, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. James Avery, stellar screen actor as well as stage play actor who played Philip Banks from 1990 to 1996. We all know and love Uncle Phil. Such a powerful presence, the father figure that you know at, at this point in time in the early 90s, everybody wished they had. He was a, a lawyer, a prominent figure in the Bel Air uh, area community. He was who you wanted to be. You didn't even Ooh, get to your I best one. To, I didn't have to. Yikes. I forgot to mention Will Smith, but, you know, I didn't have to. Fair enough. And also, it's not about the best actor or act, actress, right? It's about, like, who has the better acting overall, right? Like, unless I'm mistaking the category. Yeah, listen, I didn't even have to get there. And you just named... Okay, anyways. All right, early on, Tunde, you got this. Of course. Yeah, I know how this is going to turn out. I know how the end of this story is going to be. Mm. <laughs> All right, I, I know what the end of the story is. All right, let's go to the character moment. Okay. Um, so if we're talking about character development, right? Um, look, you, you you said it earlier in the show, arc, right? I, I love the story. Uh, I love the word arc, right? That's because uh, every every character, when you're talking about character development, has a story arc, right? W- what's interesting about The Wire is that it's kind of like an anthology, but it's not really in that you stick with the same characters throughout the entirety of the show, but each season is a different thing altogether, right? That there might be a couple little storylines that pass pass along, but they have, every character has a full story arc within each season, right? But that's not even where where I even want to focus, right? Where I want to focus is, is how many different ways they approach their character developments, right? In terms of the, the story arcs. For one, 
um, they they do uh, or at least what I'm deeming as mirror story arcs, right? That they'll have two characters who have like opposing story arcs where you'll see one ascending or one descending you'll you'll see uh you'll see them uh uh, uh one one character uh being a, the the protagonist while you have another being the antagonist and they play off of each other even with an ensemble cast which isn't you don't see that too often and it doesn't matter if one's the the cop and one's the criminal right they they they, they play around with it so well um uh and, and the the criminals and the cops tend to have like mirror story arcs, right? But what's really interesting in, in what they do with The Wire, um, some of the times the arcs are the inverse of what is like the typical cop and criminal trend, right? Where you might have uh, uh, the, the copy, the good person who's doing the good things, and you have the criminal doing the bad things. In, in, the, uh, in the Wire, it's often inverse where uh, you'll have the criminal who's actually living by a code and the cop who abandons the code at, at the first sight <laughs> of any sort of trouble or, or panic which is so interesting uh uh for a story but what, what what does that do that makes it so realistic it's a realistic thing that you're they're doing on time are you kidding you're me you, you didn't even <laughs> you're over on time addy really reclaiming my time <laughs> <laughs> whatever I asked the jury to forget the last few words of Tunda. Um, <laughs> oh, this this reeks reeks of desperation. Wait, is this a? Am no, I no, no. Yeah, give give him give him restart, Matt. Give me another give him So, Will Smith character, Will Smith <laughs> in the show, <laughs> the first Prince of Bel Jesus Christ. So obviously, you know he's a. Uh, He's a he's a teenager from West Philadelphia where he's born and raised. Um, Are you gonna this? Who <laughs> who gets uh, shipped off by his mom uh, to live a, a better life in uh, the Bel Air area, right? With yeah. his uncle uh, Philip Banks and Vivian Banks, and we see uh, in the first season we see this like kid who's essentially like out of place in his environment, right? Who is used to being from this rough area, who's not used to the lifestyle, the politics, and all the things that go into being and, and growing up in an area called, uh, or in an area like Bel Air. However, this young man, we see him like adapt to his environment. Um, not only does he adapt, but he becomes more of himself, like the version of himself that like he was maybe truly intended to be. We see him become uh, this young man who is now like ambitious, who has goals, who wants to go to college, who has escaped the environment that he was born into, and he's now thriving in the environment that he's been thrust into, right? So not only do throughout the show do we get to watch Will Smith's character development, we get to watch him as a person and as a character grow throughout the show, we see how he impacts some of the characters around him, like his relationship with um, uh, Carlton Blanks, uh, Banks, played by Alfonso Rubio. He, Carlton is just like a guy who's like, he's born to a rich family, he's used to this Bel Air lifestyle, he is unaware of his, uh, of of, of his privilege and uh, same thing with uh, Hillary Banks right they're unaware of their privilege and uh, Phil um, and Will comes in and he's able to like show them like just how uh, privileged they are and show them how how like you know how they the life that they live is not the norm and how they should be thankful for it and, I, and I, what you see throughout the show is everyone grows and develops from Will's experience as somewhat of an outsider moving into this Bel Air uh, uh, neighborhood and uh, you really get to see all that growth happen through for all the characters throughout the show you went over your time. Uh, but, but before we start this next segment, though, I will contest something. And, and you feel free to contest anything that I said as well. No, wait, hold on. Before, did you just play the bell again? No. Okay. Uh, maybe I just heard it on the, uh, I'm listening to the stream at the same time. Maybe I just heard that. Um, 
the interesting thing about what you said is, is i don't know if he really changes the other characters right like sure during some episodes uh, like there's a reflection there but carlton is still kind of carlton by the end of the show as is hillary like they're both kind of still vain people by the end of the show sure yeah. so I, I think they're still they're still very much privileged individuals right yeah but i think towards the end of the show like i think carlton goes through a lot of change where he he becomes aware of his privilege and he's like you know what but like, like how so though um so you know we'll get to this in in our in one of our next oh, segments but like yeah. they oh, go, okay if you're gonna be if you need to reveal it then don't like i yeah. I'd, I'd much rather discover that it but. is through will that they go through certain experiences like, like, right like sure. getting arrested getting in trouble getting like typecast but these or, are but the, well, i guess what i'm trying to say is, is these are events that happen but it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily is uh, that's to me at least and you might explain it when you yeah. explain in the next segment but like that's not like an indication of change that's just like a thing you that happens it's an event but it's the events in our lives that change us as people right and force us to grow ah interesting you say that i'm going to touch on that yeah let's go i'm going to touch on that okay all right so the next segment is a overall story right uh so look i can go in so many fucking different directions with the wire but i'll just let the wire speak for me in in that there are literal college courses <laughs> taught on the plot, or not just the plot, but the overall story of The Wire, right? At uh, at John Hopkins, at Brown, at Harvard. It's literally courses taught <laughs> on this show, right? The Washington Post uh, explained, and I'll just read a quote here. Uh, the Washington Post explained why Harvard chose The Wire as a curriculum uh, material for their course on urban inequality. And this is the quote from uh, Harvard. Uh, uh, though scholars know the dis uh, or the deindustrialization, crime and prison, and the education systems are deeply intertwined, uh, they must often uh, give uh, focused attention to just one topic uh, in, re- uh, in relative isolation at the expense of others. Uh, with the freedom of artistic expression, the wire can be more creative. In uh, it can weave together the range of focus that uh, that the shape in in the lives of urban poor. So in season one of The Wire, we talk about uh, basically the the uh, Baltimore Police Department. In season two of The Wire, we talk about uh, blue collar working class. In season three, we talk about politics. Season four, school system. And season five, uh, media. Above all else, the show demonstrates something that's genuinely unique in the television world. Change to people is possible, but change to systems aren't. Uh, after each season, no systemic change happens, and we're off to the next system uh, to, to explore. To truly change one system, all of the systems have to change together. That is so fucking hard to demonstrate. And the wire did it to a fucking T. Even scholars have to admit this so much that they're forced to put it in fucking curriculums. I don't know if there's really much more that I need to say. It's so beautifully illustrated in the wire that it's You're over impossible on time here, to, sir. Fair enough. And that's the university, by the way, is phoenix.edu. <laughs> You log on today and start taking classes tomorrow. Your, 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 your time is running, my friend. <laughs> I didn't hear a bell. Listen, um, let's talk about the story of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Beautiful story, right? So it starts off in West Philadelphia with this young man, Will Smith, who was born and raised on the playground really? where he spent oh, most of his days. Jesus sitting back, maxing, relaxing, all cool, shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in his neighborhood. He got in one little fight, and his mom got scared. Said, "You moving with your aunt and uncle, uncle out to Bel Air, right?" Aunt and ugly, <laughs> <laughs> ugly uncle. 
So, um, you know, long story short, you know, he landed <laughs> He landed in L.A. He whisked for a cab. When it came near, the license plate was fresh and it was dice in the mirror. If anything, you could say that this cab is rare. And he thought, nah, forget it, man. Yo, home to Bel Air, right? Beautiful story. You know, this kid who's escaping, you know, the trials and tribulations and struggles of, you know, this impoverished neighborhood in West Philadelphia. And he gets thrust into this life with his extended family out in the Bel Air area where he gets a new chance, right? It's like a new breath of fresh air, a new opportunity, a chance to not necessarily become a new version of himself, but maybe who he was truly meant to be. And throughout the course of this show, we get a chance to see his character develop. We get a chance to see and how his character and him being there forces his extended family, his aunts, his uncles, and his cousins to realize a different perspective in and of themselves right to realize like their privilege and their environment and like the struggles that someone who's not you know from an affluent family in bel air someone who maybe comes from uh you know an area in which they had to struggle a little bit more like how if they can overcome and they can achieve how like we could do the same right so i think what you see overall throughout the course of the story with fresh prince of bel air is how someone can escape their situation and thrive to become better and how individual people can impact the people around them and you know not inspire everyone else to be better as well dude yeah you got you got a little more time no you're just not gonna use it okay all right just uh just pointing that out that you didn't use all your time um okay uh is is that for me to go or for Dorian to stop i think that's for me to stop okay i'll give you an extra five seconds yeah This, uh, this next part is a uh, wild card, which is a uh, best episode is what I chose for this week's uh, wild card. Okay. Um, the, the best episode of the series, at least to me for the wire is middle ground. Now, look, I can all, almost be rabbit you, right? I can predict what you're going to say. It's going to be the episode where Will Smith, you know, is uh, his father comes to visit and he doesn't you know uh he doesn't react well to, to will and the way will once. And so he just like leaves and shit. Um, I know you're going to say that, and that's a very flashy and emotional scene, right? That that is going to be shown there, right? I don't know if it's the best episode. To me, a best episode of a show is uh, an episode that basically encapsulates like the thesis for the show right it's just like this is the the best this show had to offer this is what this show is about in essence the episode that i'll refer to with the wire is middle ground season three uh episode uh 11 um one of the greatest showings of uh, uh of subtext in a in a in a anything i film or <laughs> or show you have stringer bell who all he really wanted all his life is just to be super successful and wants money right once that status symbol right you have avon right they're both great friends right best of friends they've seen each other through this drug game uh through the entire time always had each other's back no matter what right and uh you have avon who doesn't give a fuck about money really he just wants to be known as the top dog in terms of look nobody better fuck with you right what it teaches us is that in order to get what you want uh what each of them wants uh the same thing that united them eventually tears them apart uh it's the basically the thesis for the entire show it's not our acts that uh that needs to be changed it's our core motivations it's why our systems can't change right so you have them standing on a roof uh and they're supposed to be best friends but here they are plotting to fucking kill each other and sure enough avon goes off to jail or not kill each other but one plans to kill the other the other plans to send the other to jail avon goes to jail uh stringer goes to uh or is killed 
Not bad. Uh, you didn't. I, I won't hate on your thing. But when we talk about the best episode, so I know you alluded to the fact that I was going to go with the episode uh, where uh, Will Smith's father visits Bel Air, and you know they had this very emotional moment. Um, but you're actually wrong. That my favorite episode was in season five. This was episode fifteen. Uh, so this was an episode where uh, Will takes a bullet for Carlton, um, and they're like during an ATM robbery. Uh, so during Carlton's visit to uh, see Will in the hospital, Carlton reveals the fact that. That he's like brought a gun with him right mm-hmm. and he's he's now like started to carry this gun with him for protection so you know will obviously becomes emotional he had just been shot with a gun and here you are you know showing a gun in front of me and you know, i've been hurt with one but you're saying that you need yours for protection very emotional moment right yeah uh, so you know will will is pleading with carlton to like put the gun down like violence begets violence right like you having a gun will only you know uh, beget someone to uh now test your gun with theirs and and it's going to lead down a road of very bad, dark decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that moment, I think Will says something along the lines like, you know, he's pleading with Carlton, I saved your life, you owe me. And I think there's something, you know, that whole moment was more than just that, right? I think it, it kind of like showed an overarch, uh, or, you know, arc of the show, right? Oh. Yeah, your word. <laughs> Being that like, it wasn't necessarily, Will, like in this moment, Will didn't save Carlton, right? Now, I mean, he, he saved him from the bullet, but like, it was his presence being there in Bel Air that like, I think he saved this family, right? He saved the the Banks family and they also saved him in return. So it is just given the take of like, I've given you reason. I've given you like opportunity. I've given you purpose. You've given me the same thing. I've saved you. You saved me. We've saved each other. Let's not now like put, don't put yourself, don't put me in a position where like now I have to deal with losing you or you have to deal with losing me. So when we talk about character development, I think that's just it. We see Carlton and Will develop here, their relationship, their bond. You're over time, as you did with me. You put the uh, the, the trivia sign up. <laughs> what is this, Hunger Games? Fair enough. <laughs> um, I volunteer myself for tribute. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, now it's just the, uh, it's everybody else to decide what uh, uh, what would come to that was a, that was a, I like that I like that back and forth. There's mm-hmm. two excellent shows. Like let, let let this tournament mean nothing in the way of speaking about the shows in terms of like if they were good or not. All fucking fantastic shows, right? So when you talk about Fresh Prince, when you talk about The Wire, both and it, it, contrasting styles in terms of how they approach, you know, making the show. But Jesus Christ, did they both have Great an impact on yeah. on culture overall? Um, so, you know, let's, let's not take anything away from them. Um, but yeah, we'll let, uh, we'll let everybody else decide, uh, sort of how it all works out. I feel very confident. I feel very thorough. Uh, but, uh, but we'll see. This might be one of those things where it's like, depending on where you grew up, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you grew up or if you've seen the show, yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. If you've seen the show, but if you, if you grew up in like, like an environment, like where, you know, where the wire was filmed, right. And like these rough neighborhoods in Baltimore, a show like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air might have been like a, just a humorous escape from like your reality, right? I mean, it was definitely like a humorous escape, yeah. period. <laughs> but but like, right. if you, let's say you grew up in like a more um, like affluent, like privileged neighborhood, you may watch a show like The Wire and be like, this is an escape from my reality because my reality is hmm. nothing like this. That's a very interesting way of seeing it because I, I see it as not necessarily the opposite, but like it's all encompassing. I see The Fresh Prince as all encompassing. If you were somebody who's broke, 
you know, in Baltimore, you might, you identify with Rook because he was broke living in Philly, you know, and then he got this come ups uh, where he got to go live with his rich uncle, you know, that's, yeah, like that's, that's a, you can identify with that to a, a decent extent, not necessarily with his experience of living there, but with the idea of you're growing up rough and then all of a sudden you get this like fucking ticket to like fucking Buckingham Palace yeah. and you're like, oh shit, you know? So you can be like, you're, you're already sort of identifying with them from, from that standpoint and people who... Of like that dream, like, yo, I would love to have that happen to me, right? Yeah. It's like, I feel like the Philly version of Will would watch like fresh prince and be like yo that that would be that amazing would be to amazing, live that life right you know? and then yeah. like the the bel-air version of will would watch the wire and be like man that lifestyle would be crazy you know no i and i, I don't I, and it's, it's not that i don't see that what i guess what i'm saying is it's like for the people who are affluent who are watching the wire i think it's it's a piercing of the veil meaning that like it actually is the world in a way that here are these systems, right? The police, the the fucking justice system, the uh, uh, the education system, right? Here are all these things that you're just taking as pillars of society, and then you're seeing the fucking griminess that is the politics, right? You're yeah. seeing the griminess, everything that goes into. That's one of the most interesting parts that I I don't really hear people talking about at the back end of the wire is how fucking politics affects everything, and it's like the fucking the the fucking um it's the it's the Oz you know in behind the curtain, right? Um, but nobody really talks about it yeah. how and one of the yeah. interesting things about the wire is like when people watch it it's funny how many people have different takes on it or different sure. perspectives like yeah. i've met people who that have watched the wire and thought it was like fiction like all of it was fiction now granted the characters and like you know some of the storylines have are you fake. met that thought <laughs> the wire <laughs> yeah. or at least I, like it's clearly like it's fictional in the sense that it's a fucking show on tv but, but like it's, they, it they, goes they were through thinking, great lengths to, were, to make it as realistic as possible. Fictional in the sense of like Game of Thrones is fictional, right? Whereas what like, is that? Who oh, I need yeah, to know so the name. I, remember, I need to. <laughs> well, no, so I remember I was in um I was at um I was in Portland, Oregon at the airport, and I like yeah. my flight was in like an hour and fifteen minutes or whatever. Well, so you started uh, off in Portland, so I yeah, already know so, where and this I was <laughs> at the bar, and I was like talking to this white woman, and she yeah. was traveling uh, back yeah, to the East Coast. Okay. I think she was from like Massachusetts or Connecticut, one of them. Natural. And um, we were talking. We just happened to be talking about. What was the name? Was the name Karen? Probably. <laughs> Probably. It was either Karen or Kate. Yeah. Um, so I remember she was talking like, uh, we were talking about shows and whatnot. Like, what you know, because I, I think on the flight they were showing a movie and they had like different channels. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about like shows and movies. And uh, I think at this time is when I like, re like started watching. No, no. This was before I'd started watching The Wire. But I told her I was from Baltimore. And she was like, oh, have you ever seen The Wire? I was like, no, no, I actually haven't yet. Because at this time I hadn't. And she was like, oh, yeah, I just like finished season one. And I just think like such like a gritty, grimy show. And like, how do they... Like think of all of these different things because like there's no way you know I could ever be and, like she was talking about the show in a way in which it was like entirely made up and fabricated mm. like this couldn't possibly possibly be real um, and I'm like you know and well, I was telling her I live in Baltimore and like there are a lot of neighborhoods in Baltimore like this neighborhood was, this film show was like filmed in a lot of those Cherry Hill and yeah. West Side East Side Baltimore I'm like shit lady this shit is very real like these aren't necessarily just characters in show like these are characters based on real people. Just yeah. like as much as Friends was based off of like real people, yeah. the characters in The Wire were based off of real people too. Well, I would say that she's kind of the exception, not the rule, only because for one, that's like the one thing with The Wire. It's, yeah. it's why people have The Wire synonymous with Baltimore, right? Is is that everybody thinks, oh, that's 
Baltimore all day, every day, right? Is, yeah. is that what's what's going on? But that's not um, the everywhere. first time that I've had that conversation. Uh, fair enough. Which is uh, so, like, I, I also like. Uh, so, my girlfriend, she her background is in education, right? And she comes from more. Uh, middle class maybe higher you better edit class. out that pause yeah i know right <laughs> uh, but no I'm, i was trying to i was trying to do it justice in terms of like i'm not trying to to get that wrong yeah, 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 but I, I will say that when she was talking about like the wire it was from the perspective of like oh like oh for sure like the education system is you know this way because that that was like her experience even though she had experienced like a life that wasn't the wire at all right yeah. but but I, I feel like people who even have like a vague sense of either the educational system political system uh uh, uh what else whether they have had skirmishes not skirmishes but like interactions with like yeah. police and things like that political, i feel like policing this political like all of that yeah. all of that i feel like people see enough realism into it to be like oh okay i see what this show is like yeah. it's not it's not deteriorate like it's not so detached from reality it's actually super realistic but this is like a whole nother you see and it's kind of what i was saying in my overall thing which is none of the systems and we were i was talking about this earlier with her, her her today is that looking at them individually it's so easy to be like oh this is what we need to do to fix this this is what we need to do to fix that but the problem is is that you can't fucking fix any of them alone, right? Yeah, yeah. That if you try to fix one of the systems, all the other systems that already have all this fucking history behind it that's caked into it will not allow that system to to to, to yeah, be you try better. To fix education, the, pol- the political system, and like the pri- will like push the, back the, against the, that. The judicial system will push back. Absolutely, you try to fix the other one. The you education have to change system. the entire yeah. thing. And and what's beautifully dark about the series is that you watch it and you're like, oh. You, people are trying to come up with these solutions and then all you see is like somebody come through like ah we're gonna slash your budget or yeah. uh that program that you're talking eh, fuck that budget you know or I fuck that say, throughout the wire like e- even the kids who end up going down the wrong road like you kind of just get it you're just like yeah, i see like, it they had no other choice i see it um but yeah. either way you know vote fresh prince of bel-air <laughs> uh when you cast your votes on the fade podcast instagram page yeah. well, my instagram page adios tune days wherever you vote yeah, vote yeah I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up, but um, I wanted to add a quick uh, tidbit to that whole uh, The Wire story. With um, so I, I listened to um, 105.7 uh, mm-hmm. FM Sports Talk, whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Ed Norris is one of the uh, hosts on there in the morning show. He's literally an actor on the show, yeah, he was literally an actor. So uh, he actually was given a uh, interesting story about all this, and he was uh, saying that um, like I forgot what the term for it was, but it was something along the lines of like. I don't know, danger tourism or something, where it's actually an entire industry of uh, of really like suburban like students wanting to come to Baltimore to live specifically because of the wire to see if it actually is as the wire describes it. That's to crazy. Me, which I just insane. like it blew my mind. Yeah, like we have gentrification because people want to experience the wire. Yeah, like, that's insane. Which yeah, which ends up it was ends up you know uh, in a weird way changing <laughs> changing the aspect of the wire right like that that right. Baltimore is a predominantly black city and then you have this influx of people who uh, well uh, black and poor um, uh, but you have this influx of people who aren't that <laughs> um, who then change the the fabric of what Baltimore is um, uh, ironic uh, in, in a major sense but that just is a testament to the to the to the 
to what the wire is it's it's a it's a i don't know there's almost nothing after like I must admit, watching The Wire, and I, I promise we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, but um, yeah, you're, you're selling this. <laughs> no, no, but but uh, but I, I'm not. I'm, and we and I'll and I'll cut the thing off for this, like in terms of the uh, for no, like, no, the voting and stuff. You can keep it. Um, but but the, the 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 thing that I find most interesting about The Wire, at first, like I was watching like the first couple seasons, and I didn't really like. I was like, why is this show? Why did I, does everybody consider the show to be one of the best shows ever? But as you continue to watch, you see how everything, it's like a fucking puzzle that you keep finding different pieces for you. And you're just like, by the end of it, you're like, oh shit. Like, this is like a complete story. Like, this isn't just like, oh, this one season we're doing this and the other season we're doing something completely different because of fuck it, you know? No, it, it all, you see the fucking intertwinings of it so much so and it's so realistic so that you get people who are like i'm going to baltimore to see if that's Just really what it's like in baltimore yeah, that's yeah. fucking I, crazy i, I, I to will me. say that that is that is wild i, I hadn't heard of that Addy. so yeah, yeah thank you for bringing that up but yeah yeah i mean great show i think they're both great shows fresh prince or the wire whichever one you prefer um uh, just vote. We'd love to hear your thoughts. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. No matter I, who I, I think you vote for, vote, our, our vote for the wire. Uh, but vote nonetheless, even if your 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 pick isn't the wire. But vote the wire. <laughs> well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're gonna deuce the fuck out here. We've been here a very long time. With that, uh, hit the likes button, hit the subscribe button, hit that share button, hit that whatever button. Uh, until then, we'll uh, hit the usual protocol. Fade out. Peace.